This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of railroad on first. On the bricks, downtown. Carney for a free estimate. Winter is coming. Does your heater have enough heat in it? Let the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating make sure your heating system is ready. Don't be caught without your system working properly when you need it the most. Call today and have your furnace or heat pump checked. Our qualified technicians will check over all the mechanisms and make sure it's ready for all those cold days. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating in Kearney at 308-236-6437 or in Holdridge at 308-995-4481. And good evening, everyone, from beautiful Oberton. It is time for round two of the Class D2 State High School football playoffs here on Power 99 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker, our producer-engineer Chris Lang, and Jeff Babel taking care of the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard as some games are already in the books. Some are in the second half, and others will be kicking off here at 7 o'clock. Glad to have you along with us as Overton and Sandhills-Thedford get ready for a battle tonight to most likely see who is going to get to see Mullen in the third round or the quarterfinals of the playoffs as Mullen will be on the other side playing a very good Garden County team and they are getting uh, into their ball game uh, as well. Larry, uh, we'll take a look at the scoreboard. We've also got Kearney High Volleyball playing tonight. They won the first set over Lincoln North Star. They're ahead in the second set. If they win, they'll play Gretna. They haven't been to state in 34 years, so we'll keep an eye on that as well. Kennesaw has already kicked off. They're playing right now on the breeze, 94 Point five in their contest with Riverside, and they're off to a good start over there. Kennesaw's up 22-8 to eight in the first quarter. But we just won't get this out right now. That ball's not going to be in the air a whole lot tonight unless somebody gets way behind in this football game. Now, this is good old-school November football, Doug, in Nebraska. If you just want to see two teams line up, spit in their fist, and pound on each other, you're going to get it tonight. This thing might get done in about an hour you know, you've got a situation here that between the two of them, they haven't seen each other. So total, they've played 18 games this season. They have about 440 yards passing combined between them. And uh, roughly 100 passes is all the attempts have been this year. And you're going to see both of them clearly want to run the ball. Sandhill Stedford's going to line up in the eye. Not as much option as you've seen in the past. Going to be more toss uh, coming out of them. Overton's going to run kind of an eight-man version of the wing T, if you will, really a three-headed monster rushing the ball out of Overton. Overton's got two linemen, uh, Skyler Brown, he's 230 pounds, and uh, Kine Martin, who's 220 pounds. These dudes are lights out on the offensive line, but on the defensive line, one of the interesting things that's going to happen tonight, Doug, between the two of them, they've got... Martin's got eight sacks on the year, Brown six. This defense has 14 interceptions. So in some ways, with Sandhill Stedford running the ball, some of that best part of Overton's defense 
will be negated. Now, it's still tough. If they're getting that many sacks, right, 14 sacks on the year between those two guys, they're able to get penetration. It'll be tough to move them in running the ball. This is going to be a fantastic matchup. Yeah, it should be a good one here tonight. And uh, one thing we should say, Sandhill Stedford actually had a game this year with, uh, that the forfeit came into play. So they're one game short on that as well. Uh, of course, Josh Dinas, a uh, Ravenna boy, we've known him. Coach Husenfeld has continued a pretty good tradition here. And we'll talk about it with him. You think Overton, you think playoffs, a lot of wins, things are going. They haven't made a deep run for a little while here at Overton. They've got a chance to be in the quarterfinals for the first time in a few years. Yeah, and, and you, it, they've fallen on a little bit of tough times, but they've built it back up the right way through the weight room, through culture. And this team, Doug, not only a chance to get themselves to the quarters, very tough matchup tonight, clearly, but this is a team that can make a deep run. They're big. They're fast. They've got three great guys carrying the ball. They're tough to stop. Yeah, I mean, that's as I'm getting ready to do the play-by-play tonight. It seems like they'll just be handing it off to Porcorny on one side, while for Overton, you'll be watching quarterback, fullback, lobby, and eyeback Caleb Moore. Let's get to the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard. You can follow along online at PlatteRiverPreps.com. In D1 today, Arcadia Loop City was up 34-6 to at the half and had to hold on out at Hemingford for a 34-28 victory. They'll host Burwell, a 48-0 winner over Sutherland. The quarterfinals are on Tuesday. North Central and Nebraska Christian tied at 28 in the fourth quarter, and Dundee County Stratton has an 8-0 lead over South Loop in the second quarter. In the D1 East, Lutheran High Northeast leading Osceola High Plains 20-0. Also in the second, Exeter Milligan Friend leading Fullerton 16-14. In Class D2 in the East, Fall City Sacred Heart over Randolph, 60-22. In the fourth quarter, Johnson Brock over Allen, 70-0. In the first quarter, Humphrey St. Francis leading Hardington, Newcastle, 16-0. Bloomfield and Osmond just getting ready to kick off. In the D2 West bracket, Lawrence Nelson has done it. They have upset Clearwater Orchard, 33-30 today. The 11th seed is on to the quarterfinals. And Kennesaw is leading Riverside, 22-8 in the first quarter. Mullen and Garden County. About ready to go there, and here Overton taking on Sandhill Stedford, one of very few games that are actually kicking off at 7 o'clock tonight. When we take a timeout, we'll hear from the head coaches, Josh Donis of Sandhill Stedford, Paul Husenfeld of Overton. You're listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show on Power 99. Welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, getting ready for round two of the eight-man football playoffs tonight. Sandhill Stedford taking on Overton, a couple of teams very familiar with being in the playoffs, winning in the playoffs, and it is our pleasure to catch up with Josh Dinas, the head coach of the Knights. And, Coach, uh, congratulations on a really good season so far. I know last year kind of put a little bump in the road of what you guys had done the three previous seasons, but to stay in healthy, and you didn't stay healthy all year, but you found a way to uh, even be better than you were last season. Yeah, no, uh, last year didn't quite go the way we wanted to. Uh, both Chase and Gage and Flex uh, didn't get to play the whole year last year, and both those guys are back, and or all three of those guys, excuse me, are both. You know, that makes a big difference for us, especially where all those guys are on the line and up front, and uh, we've responded well this year. You know, last year, it, it just wasn't the type of season that we were kind of used to here the last few years, but the kids really responded well, and we've had a good year up to this point. Of course, last year you don't want to go through it. The silver lining is you had some other kids that were able to get some valuable playing time. How were you able to build off some of that disappointment from last year with these young guys and, and maybe get off to a good start this year because of that? 
Well, honestly, I think it started with last year's seniors. Uh, you know, last year's senior class we had went, was a very talented group. All those guys started uh, in the quarterfinals and those two semifinals appearances. And, you know, those were all skilled guys. And when we had all our injuries, they were all up front. And those, uh, those seniors last year did a really good job of helping those young kids that are starting again this year for us just really grow and become good football players. You know, Reed McFadden started as a freshman after the second game of the year. Matt Daly started as a freshman after the third game of the year the rest of the year. Anthony Fedenskoder, who is one of our linemen that rotates in, he started uh, after the second game of the year last year. And all those guys were freshmen. Uh, you know, last year's senior class we really just kind of took them under the wing and really guided them, especially where we had all those juniors out that are now seniors. And now this senior class with these guys have just done a really good job of just, you know, reminding these guys, hey, this is what it takes, this is what it takes, this is what it takes. And, uh, and like I said, they just really bought into that. And uh, we're overall still a young team. We have 14 of our 21 kids are freshmen, sophomores. You know, we start a freshman on both sides of the ball, and we play quite a few freshmen. So we're still young. We're still learning. There's still a few bumps in the road. But overall, it's been, it's been great having those upperclassmen that are on the line up front to really let those young guys uh, that are playing more skill positions this year just kind of build and get better. We're talking with Sandhill Stedford head football coach Josh Dinas on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, getting ready to take on Overton. Coach, uh, for those that uh, have seen you in the playoffs for years, there was a lot of uh, familiarity with your football team. Had you have to, did you have to make any changes offensively or defensively with what your scheme was this year? Uh, defensively, we haven't changed uh, anything what we've been doing in the past. Offensively, uh, I've always tried to be pretty balanced with what we do with uh, throwing and uh, and rushing the ball. Uh, this year, we're we're very run heavy. You know, I've been I was blessed to have Nolan last year and then JC Nutter the four years before that at quarterback, and those guys could throw the ball and throw it well and. The quarterback we have this year, he does a good job running the show, but he's also a pretty good blocker with Brian and I know. And uh, so we we're pretty uh, we're pretty run heavy. We're only thrown for a couple hundred yards, and but you know uh, we got Coy in the backfield who's right up there. Last I knew, he was second overall in the state eight man in rushing, and that's with not having one game with a forfeit win to Wallace. So uh, you know he's just been pounding the rock really well, and our guys up front have been doing a good job of opening up holes for them, but we're very run-heavy. This is not like anything I've ever done in the past. Uh, I actually joke around a little bit. This is kind of like 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, where I had a Blue Jay-type football. Yeah, the, the quarterback just pitches it and gets out there and runs because Zutavern uh, hasn't necessarily ran for a whole lot like those previous quarterbacks that you mentioned. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and Brian does a good job running the show. Uh, he, you know, he can throw the ball. Uh, you know, honestly, with our skill guys we have, we're, they're, uh, uh, they just haven't been ready yet for the, you know, to do some of the stuff that we've done in the past. And but they're getting better. You know, we've actually thrown the ball more here lately than we have uh, at the beginning of the season. So they're getting more comfortable with what they do. Uh, but like I said, when you got a Running back like Coy, who's just a bruiser and gets better as the game goes on, uh, it just makes things a lot easier, especially for those young guys. Another minute here with Josh Dinas, the head football coach at Sandhill Stedford. 
Give me your thoughts uh, on Overton. Uh, they had to survive a pass-happy uh, Giltner team last week. They've also put a pretty good record together. And one thing about both of your teams, sometimes an eight-man, you kind of roll through the season if you're at this point with great records. But both of you have been tested. Uh, what have you seen from Overton? First thing that sticks out is they're huge up front. You know, uh, not too many eight-man schools can probably average 250 across their offensive line like they do. Uh, that freshman that starts at center, I think he's 250. The right guard, I think, is 240 or, or 245. And then the left guard, uh, uh, the biggest one, I think he's uh, 260 plus. So, you know, they're they're big up front. And, you know, they do a great job running the ball. You know, we got our work cut out for us. This is easily the biggest team that we uh, are going to face all year. And uh, they do just a really good job running their triple option. You know, they haven't thrown for many more yards than what we have. It's right about the same, actually. And and so I think it's going to come down to who can uh, slow down the other each other's running game and kind of put them in some third and long situations and uh, probably make us throw more than what we want to. And, Josh, I know it's the one-game-at-a-time mentality, but let's face it, if you can get by this game, it's a home game most likely against Mullen, the only team that's beaten you. And I know uh, probably the kids are using that as a little bit of motivation. Yeah. Uh, you know, we know if whether we win or, or when, if we can win this game on Wednesday that we'll have another home game against either Mullen or Garden County. And, you know, we don't look at it as far as uh, – getting the ready to play one of them, we look at it as, you know, getting another home game. You know, since we blew that 10-point lead against Mullen late in the game and lost to them, uh, that cost us home field advantage for almost probably the whole uh, playoffs. And so we know that if we can win, we can get one more home playoff game, and more than likely that would be the last home game of the year. And, you know, that's just – that's that's kind of the goal is to get one more home game, get one more home game. Uh unless something crazy would happen on the other side of the bracket. Like, so next week would be the last one of the year. And so we don't look at it so much as, like, trying to play Mulligan or, or trying to play Garden County, who we're really playing with also. We look at it as we're just we're trying to get another, another home game because I know that would mean a lot to these seniors, especially with Wallace having to forfeit to us this year because of injuries, and we lost one of our home games. And that was a, that was a game in Bedford and – Four of our five seniors this year are from Bedford, so I know that would mean a lot to them to get, maybe get to play again up there. All right, Josh, looking forward to what should be a great football game. Best of luck to you and the Knights, and thanks for the time. Yep, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, Josh Dinas, head football coach at Sand Hill Stedford. We'll be back and talk with Paul Husenfeld of the Overton Eagles as the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show continues here on Power 99. Even after 38 years, we still start early every morning in every Amigos kitchen to make the foods and flavors you love. We're chopping fresh vegetables, mixing Amigos' famous ranch dressing and salsas, slow-cooking pinto beans, steaming the rice, mixing up batches of homemade guacamole, and grilling the marinated chicken. Your made-to-order items start with real people making real food. It's not the easiest way, just the best. At Amigos, where made from scratch is our recipe. Had some things bothering me, some pain, and doctors suspected that it was cancer. All of a sudden, I get a call and I found out the cancer is moving to your lungs very rapidly. You need to go see Dr. Pornshaw immediately. I had knew about the Morrison Cancer Center, yes. I had heard some good things about it. I didn't even think about going anywhere else. Chemo is very tough. They cared about every step of the process. They made you feel at home as, as well as they can in a cancer center. I had nine weeks of treatment. 
And then, you know, we did a couple more tests down the road with them, and then they said things started to turn around a little. It was, uh, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It was like a weight being lifted. It changes your life every minute for the rest of it. I'm Ronald Faber, and I was treated here in Mary Lanning. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Back on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, Overton uh, trying to advance on to the state quarterfinals as they take on Sandhill Steadford tonight, and we're joined by the head football coach of the Eagles, Paul Husenfeld. And coach, uh, boy, pretty exciting uh, round one victory for you guys over Giltner. I guess that keeps the blood flowing as you get ready for round two. Yeah, um, it was a really good win, uh, you know, against something that we really didn't play very well against. So. Um, it was ugly, but we got her done, and we're moving on, and we feel a little bit better uh, against Sandhills because they play a little bit more like us than uh, that uh, whole spread it out and throw the ball type thing. So. We'll get to, I think they might play exactly like you, at least on offense, but we can get to that in a couple of moments here. How hard was that to prepare for something that's totally different? Oh, yeah. You know, when you, you know, we haven't seen a lot of teams spread us out, and then the ones that did – you know, had some success early, but they just didn't have enough talent on their team to expose us, I guess. Um, you know, and Giltner kind of really just exposed, um, you know, well, I don't know if it was a, if it's a weakness or just we weren't quite where we needed to be, and we just made a lot of just simple errors that, uh, you know, if you see that more throughout the season, you're able to prepare for it. And so, yeah, they just kind of you know, caught us uh, with our heels, and, you know, we still scored on offense, and, just defense needs to step it up, and we'll, we'll be just fine. Paul, what's the pluses and minuses? You didn't have a whole lot of games where you had to have starters playing deep into the fourth quarter. What was the pluses and minuses of having that happen last week? Uh, you know, just having the kids see what heart they got it uh, they have when they come into that fourth quarter, you know. Uh, our team's built on teamwork and, and the ability to play with the, the guy next to you. Um, and that guy, you know, maybe he's down or he's not doing, you know, as well as, uh, he should be, you know, who's going to pick, step up and, and pick him up and, and do what he needs to do. And I thought these kids did a great job of doing that. You know, I don't think uh, tiredness or anything like that was an issue. I just think we just, uh, you know, we were missing some key key things and a couple of kids weren't playing their best game. And hopefully this game we, we do. You take a look at uh, what this team was able to do throughout the season. You talked about the offense. The defense was kind of about the same. And let's face it, some of those points were scored on, on your backups. Uh, how did you see this team get better over the last month? Because you were tested a little bit by Bertrand, so you were able to at least play a team that had made it into the playoffs. Yeah, you know, the, the, the diversity of our team. Um, you know, we got a lot of young kids that have stepped up. I mean, I, you know, if you'd have told me I'd be playing two freshmen, um, a lot this year. I, did, I said no way. And uh, Carlson have just really stepped up and uh, understood the, the hard work and dedication that they put in in the off season. Um, we'll get them playing time, and and they, and they are, and they're doing what we need to do, and um, just understanding what we need. You know, sophomores like my son Elijah, and uh, you know, just other players, young players stepping up has just been huge to our uh, seniors. So give them a break and be able to. Uh, keep people in and out and keep people fresh. We're talking with Overton Head football coach Paul Husenfeld getting ready to take on Sandhill Stedford here. And uh, I know Coach Dinas uh, specifically mentioned what your line is able to do, how big you are up front, obviously, uh, with most of these guys playing uh, both ways. We always want to talk quarterback. We want to talk running backs. And you have run the ball very, very well. But uh, talk about how this line with some of those young guys have gotten better. 
Well, you know, the biggest thing is that, is they're learning from two two guys that are great to to follow. I mean, the footwork that uh, my two guards have, uh, Skyler and Ken, are, is just stupendous, and that's from all the time working in the off season and with uh, you know shattering head coaches. Uh, come down for a, a lineman camp and just been working hard with that. That they understand what they need to get done, and these guys have just developed from there. And and they take care of that line and make sure they understand what needs to be done, and and we get it done that way. Um, it you know it's not one person doing anything; it's all of them working together, and that's that's how this offense works. Paul, one thing that uh, I'm sure folks will notice is that you may have the same kind of concepts and, and want to run the ball and, and don't throw the ball either team uh, very much, but you have a little more diversity about where your yards are. Coy Pocorny, one of the top yardage backs, despite uh, them having one game out because of a forfeit. Uh, talk about how you're the same but yet different uh, on what you guys try to do offensively. Well, the biggest thing is that, you know, I call him the three-headed monster. We have three guys. Um, obviously, Caleb, you know, he's had 1,000 yards, and he's had a great season, and he's been out two games too. So, um, But we got, you know, a fullback that you have to stop. And once you stop him, then you got to stop the, the quarterback with this option game. And if you stop him, then that means you got to have another guy. you got to stop all three phases of our game. Um, and that's what helped us has run the ball uh, this whole season. And, you know, it's it just been fun to watch because, uh, you know, a fullback might get frustrated because they're taking him every time, and but our quarterback has 180 yards rushing, or a running back has a, a 150, 160 yards rushing. So it's just it's just great to see that aspect that you know if you stop one, we're not done with. You know you can't just stop all at, uh, one aspect of our game. You got to stop all three of them. Um, and you know, I think we're going to have a, a good time here with Sandhills, uh, making them have to do that. Last minute here with Paul Husenfeld, head coach at Overton. What is it that jumps out to you about uh, the Knights, uh, something that they do specifically well or different than other teams that you've played? Oh, they're just hard-nosed kids. You know, those kids up there, uh, you know, we've played against them before, and we know it's not the size, it's the effort that they put in. So they're just they're very aggressive, they're hard-hitting. Um, it's going fu- to be really fun. You know, it's going to be two teams going at it, and it's going to be maybe the guy with the ball uh, in their hands at, at, in the fourth quarter that wins the game. So uh, it's going to be exciting. I can't wait to, to see what happens. Yeah, and speaking of exciting, Paul, I mean, we think Overton, we think success throughout the regular season in the playoffs, but this is the first time into the second round for any of these kids. What's the atmosphere like this week? Uh, you know, I, I, you can see the little nervousness on them, uh, good nervousness, you know, like they've never been here before. But uh, from the beginning of the season, we had an overall goal. Um, and we want to, you know, I think we have a good enough team that we have a chance to at least uh, make it to the state finals. And, and they understand what our goal was from day one. So, uh, you know, there's always going to be nerves and stuff before the game. But I think we're going to be, we, we feel a lot better this week than we did uh, coming into that first round against Giltner just because, you know, we just haven't seen teams pass it on us very much. And, you know, anybody that runs the ball on us, you know, we're, we're kind of liking that. So, um, it's going to be, you know, exciting for these kids, and we'll see uh, who uh, comes out ahead. All right, Paul, great chatting with you. Best of luck to the Eagles, and uh, thanks for giving us some time here. Good luck. Hey, thank you very much. That's Overton Eagle head football coach Paul Husenfeld on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll be back with the starting lineups on Power 99 right after this. At Apple Barrel Restaurant, located inside Sap Brothers in Odessa, we have this thing some like to obsess a little about. It's called customer service and quality. And with high school sports... 
bands, and all the other activities we're running around taking care of, who's making dinner? Sap Brothers in Odessa says call them. They'll have the fried chicken ready to pick up and take home. Or stop in and take a break and enjoy great food. Still offering a great breakfast and lunch buffet every weekend. Make the short drive to Apple Barrel Restaurant inside Sap Brothers Travel Center off I-80 Odessa. For the last 110 years, Aurora Cooperative has believed that by joining together, farmers can accomplish things they cannot accomplish alone. We know it hasn't been an easy year, but together we have worked hard to make the most of each situation for your farm or ranch. We know that our success shows up in your bushels per acre and rates of gain, but it really becomes reality because of our understanding for your farm. It is measured in your trust in us at Aurora Cooperative. We thank you for your trust and wish everyone a safe and bountiful harvest season. Tougher together, Aurora and you. Doug Duda, Larry Baker back here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show, getting close to the kickoff between Overton and Sand Hill Stedford here in the D2 second round. Our injury report is brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. Sand Hill Stedford coach Josh Dinas telling us this is the healthiest they've been since the second game of the year. While for Overton, they are missing Dane West of the big senior lineman, number 40. Dane is out again tonight. And those are the injuries. Hopefully no more. The entry report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with a location near you. You're listening to the state football playoffs on Classic Hits, Power 99, KKPR FM, Kearney, Overton, Elm Creek, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by Barney Insurance, Kearney, Lexington, Holdridge, and Lincoln. Barney Insurance with the internet streaming at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Com. Overton has taken the field. They'll wear those blue jerseys with black, white numbers. The traveling white for Sandhill Stedford, black pants, and the green stripes and numerals. We'll give you the starting lineups here in just a moment, but I believe we are getting ready for the national anthem. Want to remind you, you've been listening to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a Hogemeyer Hybrids seed dealer near you. Already today, Arcadia Loop City, a winner over Hemingford. North Central has knocked off Nebraska Christian 36 to 28. Burwell has beat Sutherland 48 to nothing. Dundee County Stratton is leading South Loop at the half 14 to nothing. In other D2 action, Lawrence Nelson beat Clearwater Orchard 33 to 30 and Kennesaw leads Riverside 28 to 16. We'll have the starters and kick it off right after this. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS, resources for enriching lives. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or fire, when the unthinkable happens, it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes. In this moment, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do. In this moment, what matters is that Barney Insurance, your independent insurance agent, and the company that stands behind them have you covered. 
Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Contact Barney Insurance, Carney, Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln, or log on to BarneyInsurance.net. The starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney for Sand Hill Stedford, the center, number 40, 185-pound senior Chase Hakey at guards, number 48, 185-pound sophomore Reed McFadden, and number 21, 200-pound senior Gage Hakey, the ends, number 10, 140-pound sophomore Matt Daly, along with Number 20, Dylan Lister, 175-pound junior. The fullback, number 22, Dane Picorni, 170-pound freshman. The eyeback, number 28, Coe Picorni, 190-pound senior. And the quarterback, Brian Zudeburn, 165-pound junior, wears number 8. Head coach is Josh Dinas. We'll take a look at the starting lineup for Overton in just a moment, but we're ready to kick it off here, Larry. And Overton won. They deferred. They want to get on defense first. Yeah, and it makes the most sense. So you're going to see Coy Picorni from Sand Hills Thedford start this thing right off, Doug. He'll be dotted the eye after this kickoff and that this game is going to run through his hands he's a kid that's rushed for just about 1600 yards uh for this sand hill stedford team kian martin kicks it it's a squib kick it's headed out of bounds and it will go out of bounds and while they do that let's look at the offensive starters for overton the center number 97 240 pounds but a freshman dalton carlson the guards number 56 230 pound senior skylar brown and number 79 220 pound senior in kian martin the ends are number 390 pound junior jacob surge and number 42 170 pound senior alex hubbard the fullback number 45 175 pound junior ryan lobby the I-back, number four, 160-pound senior Caleb Moore, and the quarterback, number 25, 165-pound senior Braden Kaiser. The head coach, Paul Husenfeld, along with Eric Ryan, Caleb Lemke, and Jacob Jensen. Overton is ranked eighth. Sandhill set for ninth of the Omaha World Herald. Both eight and one on the season, and Sandhill Stedford is going to take the ball after the out-of-bounds kick at the 25-yard line, first and ten. In the eye, they'll turn, they'll hand it off to Picorni over the left side. He'll skip through one tackle, get to the corner. The 30 to 35, he's out-of-bounds. He's got a first down at the 37, a gain of 12. He was hit at the line of scrimmage that time, Larry, but they couldn't bring him down. Yeah, he was hit about three times, and Addison Vance for Overton finally gets him pushed out-of-bounds. That was just ISO, Doug. Took that uh, right through the B-gap. You're going to see him run the ball over and over tonight. He's got 226 carries in only, as you said, eight games because there was a forfeit in there. You're going to see this kid a ton, 190 pounds. He's a load. He'll have little brother Dane as the freshman fullback. This time they'll hand it to Dane, fullback trap. He's got a hole, 40 into Overton territory, inside the 35, and he's close to the 33-yard line. It's going to be a gain of nine. It'll be second down and one. Yeah, and if you're Overton, you got to make sure this fullback doesn't hurt you, Doug, because, because of the fact that the older Poe Corny, Coy, is so good to the outside. That curl trap is very effective. Right there, they just ran Coy to the outside, ran curl trap for a big game. And remember, the bulk advantage should be for Overton. Second down and one. As far as the line goes, they'll run the same play with the fullback, and not as much here. It's going to be very close to a first down as Jacob Surridge and company, along with Ryan Lobby, are in there on the bottom of the pile. You're going to see Kean Martin a lot. And he hit him first, and they are going to mark this for a first down. They will give him the one and move the chains. Yeah, now what you've done is you've isolated Addison Vance on the outside against Coy Polkorny with the two traps. He's out there all alone chasing him. You send the fullback back through the A-gap, give the ball to the tailback here, and you could have big money. First down and 10, ball on the near hash towards the Overton sideline. Pitch play, left side Picorni trying to get to the outside. Good block, he'll get to the corner, but runs out of real estate after a very short gain. Maybe only one good pursuit on the outside that time by Kaiser. Yeah, and that's their that's their bread and butter. Just straight toss sweep. They're going to get the fullback to lead. 
uh, it's their number one play. This offense is just a little bit different than Coach Dynas has run in the past. He's always been a really heavy veer team, and this year he doesn't have quite the veer quarterback that he's had in the past, so it's more tailback-centric. Second and nine at the Overton 31. Sandhill Stedford fumbled the ball and picked back up. The quarterback is stuck. Martin was right there. Looked like maybe a little stunt on that one, Larry, and uh, they are not going to get anything. It'll be third down and nine. Yeah, bobbled the snap, and Kine Martin just absolutely slammed him. As as I said, he's a 220-pound junior. Great-looking football player, Doug. And again, an eight-man, you're looking at this part of the field, not worried about punting it, but you want to get something so a fourth down is attainable, and they will spread the field for the first time. Four wideouts, just those three down linemen. Overton trying to get adjusted, looking. Zutavern throws it out here. It's complete at the 25-yard line, but short of the first down. Dragging players with him is Dylan Lister, but it'll be fourth and manageable, fourth and about two to the 24. Yeah, and in this offense, that's completely comfortable. Even though it's fourth down, that's comfortable. Sandhills Thedford has to be able to be efficient with the pass. They're not going to want to do it much. And as I said over earlier, Overton is big time in sacks, 14 picks on the year, Doug. So they have to be efficient, Sandhill Stedford does, going into the air. Fourth and two at the 24. Quarterback sneak. He tries to go low, gets pushed by his fullback, and I think he's got it, Larry. That's tough running there right at the nose guard in Martin and company. But it looks like Zutavern is going to move this change as he gets it to the 21-yard line. Yeah, that was a nice job, and I'm not so sure Zutavern didn't drop that snap, Doug. And so many times when that ball ends up on the ground, the defense, it turns into somewhat of a fire drill, and that can help you if you can get it picked back up. Great job by Chase Hakey, the center, to kind of clear the way there. And it'll be first down and 10 at the 21-yard line. Opening drive of the football game. We're a little more than two minutes in for Sandhills-Thedford. Pitch play right side. Cutting it back up over his center is going to be Picorni and Coy. Not much there. Maybe stretched it inside the 20 for a gain of a yard and a half. We'll call it second down and eight. Yeah, and Skyler Brown got him to cut back. Kine Martin was there to make the tackle. But again, they just want to work this toss game so then they can work the trap game in. Again, and, the, and, and those of us that coached against Coach Dynas when he played at Ravenna with Coach Hudson, it was all of that big-time Veer stuff. He still has that in this offense. Coach Dynas telling us that in the pregame interview. A lot of Ravenna concepts. Second and eight. A little counterplay to Picorni. He's hit in the backfield, and he is going to be drugged down a half-yard loss on the play. The tackle made by Skyler Brown. Yeah, and that counter takes a long time. And when you've got a penetrating defensive line, which Overton absolutely has, it's the strength of their defense, Doug. Sometimes those counters don't work as well. Curl trap works as a counter because it hits so fast. But any type of tailback counter is not uh, the best. For the second time, it's going to be third and long, so they'll go to that spread set. Twins right and left. Out of the shotgun here is Zutavern. Zutavern doesn't look like an arm that's going to chuck it more than about 15 yards. Zutavern stops. Now he's going to hit the fly pattern. It's one-on-one, a little pushing, a little shoving. It's incomplete. And all Dane Picordi was doing there was making sure that that ball didn't get intercepted. He just ran right up the defensive back, ran the wheel route out of the backfield and bring up fourth down and nine. Yeah, and there you see it. They get in a two-by-two set, Doug. And the pass concepts aren't amazing because they just don't do it a ton. It's- that, that's exactly right. And, again, that's one thing I preach forever. When you are so good, you have to give practice time to things you are not good at. They'll do the same thing here. They just reeled him right behind the outside wide receiver. Fourth and nine. Zutavern looking. They're going to run the same play down the left side. Kaiser trying to knock it away, but that ball is caught. Touchdown. 
Kaiser did not turn back. He tried to read Picorni's eyes, and Coy went up around him and hauls it in for a 20-yard touchdown on fourth down and nine. Yeah, and that's a dynamite concept there, Doug, because they're pressing the number one receiver, and they faked now screen, and then the number two receiver went up, as you said, as a wheel, and there's a situation where Brandon Kaiser, Braden Kaiser, excuse me, is the one guy I probably wouldn't go after. Five picks on the year and gives up the first touchdown pass. Two-point conversion. Picorni pitch right side. Has to cut it back inside, and he's going to get in there. The two-point conversion is good. And so the opening drive goes 55 yards. It takes three minutes and 33 seconds, and it's Sandhill Stedford eight and over to nothing. Our five-points bank touchdown. Five-points bank, the better bank in Carney. A fourth down and nine, 20-yard touchdown pass from Zuderburn to Coy Picorni. We'll be right back. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Well, we have had a chance to um, either visit with, watch, or Samuel Stedford's athletics have been pretty good from uh, the fall. Their volleyball's been very good. Their football's been very good. They've been out here in the playoffs. Of course, uh, just a couple of years ago, they went all the way to the state semifinals, lost to Twin Loop up in Sargent. And so they haven't always, and I think they suited up 14 kids or something, maybe 12 that night. Pretty crazy. As they're ready to boot it away here, Picorni will also do those duties. This is a pretty good kick that he's going to get. Well, what's our side judge going to tell us? He's not sure. Nope, they're saying touchback. Boy, it looked like that ball went outside the pylon. It was right at the pylon, and the side judge couldn't quite tell. So our referee back at the goal line says, no, it went out of bounds. So maybe a break there for Sandhill Stenford. Overton will get it at their own 15. Yeah, and now you're going to see this, as I said, kind of the 11-man version of a wing tee. You're going to see Caleb Moore line up in a wing in motion a lot of the time here as Braden Kaiser will call it out. And Lobby will be the fullback. To the right this time is Moore. There he is in motion. And they'll start with a fullback dive to Lobby, and he goes forward for about two yards, hit immediately on the play by Gage Hakey, the defensive lineman, 200-pound senior. It'll be second and eight. Yeah, and they spread it around. Moore's got a thousand. He's the thousand-yard rusher. Kaiser's got 649, and Lobby the fullback at 833. Doug, so this is a three-headed monster, and that's exactly what Coach Husenfeld called it here tonight. This time, Moore to the left in motion. They come back to the left. They give it to Lobby Big Hole, 25, and they'll be upset there at the 27-yard line. And on the tackle is going to be Dane Picorni. There was a big hole and a nice job of the linebacker to come over and slide him and trip him up, but it's enough for a first down and a gain of 10 out to the 27. Yeah, there they ran the return motion inside Veer, so they're going to leave the end man on the line of scrimmage, and uh, he chased the pitch man, and there was nobody there. Glad to have you along with us on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. 8-0 Sandhill Stedford. First possession for Caleb Moore. They'll hand it to him, and he is hit behind the line of scrimmage. He's able to drag the defender with him back to the line of scrimmage. As Gage Hakey is there, no gain on Moore's first carry of the game. Yeah, and Hakey does a nice job getting underneath the fullback there. The fullback was leading through on an ISO, and Hakey does a nice job getting under him 
uh, and not trying to go over the top. That was a really nice play. On the other side of this quarter, Mullen leading Garden County 30-14 to 14 at the half. Second and 10 at the 27. Moore in motion from left to right. The handoff to Moore had a little bit of a hole. He might have dropped the ball, and then he just stood up, and they'll blow the play dead. I thought I saw the ball flash out there, but he kept his hand on it. He's going to be just short of the 30-yard line. We'll give him three yards. It'll be third down and seven. Yeah, that was a power play. They pulled the backside guard, Kine Martin, back through the hole, and there was too much uh, trash in that to start. So will Overton have to go to the air for the first time? And here you go. They're already taking longer in the huddle, so you know this just isn't a simple one of the four or five basic plays. Coach said they ran about five last, uh, well, last time out. Look for the tight ends to cross here on a pass. Third and seven, Kaiser takes the snap. He is back to pass, throws it out here quickly. Moore's got it at the 40, right sideline 35, and he'll be brought down inside the 30 at the 29-yard line. Nothing too difficult about that one. That's going to be a very nice gain on the play. No, they do a fantastic job schematically there. Moore's going to line up as the wing, and they're going to take both tight ends into the seam, Doug, and Moore's just going to go from his wing spot and wheel straight up the sideline, and Sandhill-Stedford was confused. They went with the tight ends, and nobody accounted for Moore out of the backfield. A gain of 21 to the Knights' 29-yard line. Back to their basic formation. They'll hand it off to Lobby off the left end. He breaks a tackle, 25, sideline 20, 15. He's headed out of bounds, and he'll step out of bounds at the 10-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 19 more. Yeah, Sandhill Stedford's going to have to make an adjustment right now, Doug. It's off of that same motion that they're running inside Veer to the left. The big plays have come to the left here, and I think Sandhill Stedford is aligned wrong. Right now, Coach Huskenfeld is running that to the bubble of the defense. State football playoff action brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. First and goal right at the 10-yard line. More in motion from left to right. They'll go back against the grain to the left. This time, Lobby's not going to get much. He got about a yard. He was met by Picorni and Picorni at the 9-yard line. Yeah, the brothers met there to make a tackle, but that was the same play, Doug, that they've been running. And if the guard doesn't miss his block, he scores. They've got something here, Overton does. It's like I'm calling a North Loop Scotia game with all these Picornies down <laughs> That's there. That's right. <laughs> Second and goal at the nine. This time Moore is the wing to the right. They'll send him in motion to the short side, and we are going to get penalty flags for the first time here this evening. It's going to be procedure on Overton. And this, again, they haven't had to run into this much this year, but when you get down inside the red zone against a good football team, then you get a penalty. All of a sudden, you're in a long-yarded situation. Uh, sometimes it's easy to convert, but the deeper you go in the playoffs, the tougher that becomes. Yeah, and that was going to be a touchdown. If he pulls that and pitches to his motion back there, there was nobody on the outside. Second and goal at the 13. More right wing. Kaiser takes the snap. He hasn't run it yet. This time he does. Naked bootleg right side. Ten, corner five, and he will not quite get there, but a big chunk of yardage as he's pushed out of bounds at the two. A gain of 11. It'll be third and goal. Yeah, and that, that's exactly what we said. Instead of pitching it there, he kept the thing. Uh, Sandhill Stedford is really converging now on Ryan Lobby in these B-gaps, which will set up outside run. So it'll be third down and goal. Ball is marked just inside the two-yard line. Eight-nothing Sandhill Stedford, 5-30. And on cue, here comes Union Pacific. Kaiser under center. They send more in motion from right to left. They'll follow Lobby into the end zone. Kaiser, touchdown, Overton. He just took a half a count there, let Lobby clear the way, and he just followed him right in over his right end. Yeah, whatever your inside veer call is, you just make that call into the huddle and you tag it, follow. 
and he's just going to follow very simple veer concepts. So far, what we've seen out of Overton is exactly who they want to be. They had to convert on a third and long as well, had to overcome a penalty. So both teams here have given each other a shot. Now they go for two. Ball in the middle of the football field. Kaiser going to give it to Lobby this time. Lobby is hit and stood up. He is fighting, but he is not going to get in. So the difference is the two-point conversion with 5.27 to go in the first quarter. Sandhills-Dedford, eight, and Overton, six. A five-points-bank touchdown, two-yard run by Braden Kaiser. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Overton Sand and Gravel is a proud supporter of this broadcast and all area high school teams in and out of the game this year. Call Overton Sand and Gravel for when you need it rocked. Overton Sand and Gravel is the only name you need to remember. They carry everything from crushed concrete to river rock, decorative rocks, and gravel for driveways. There's no job too big or small for Overton Sand and Gravel. Commercial or residential, concrete, and other rock. Overton Sand and Gravel, serving Overton and surrounding areas. Kean Martin now ready to kick it away here for Overton. Again, it's just a pooch kick. This one will be picked up at the 24-yard line, hit at the 30 and up to the 31-yard line. And Sandhill Stedford kind of knew where to put some of their guys as that one is returned by Picorni. They had Coy deep, but they put Dane up short off of the squib and a great starting field position here at the 32-yard line. Carney High Volleyball is up two sets to one, 25-13 win, lost 26-24, win 25-16 against Lincoln North Star. If they win as they should, then they will be taking on Gretna tonight for the district championship. Here it's 8-6 Sandhill Stedford, first and 10 at the 32. Turn, handed off to Coy. And nowhere to go. That's the first time they really swarmed over the eyeback. Coy Picorni, he got back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe we'll call it second down and 10. Yeah, Kine Martin makes a nice play there. So the difference in the game right now, Doug, are the extra points. Both teams have scored a touchdown. Understand this, between these two teams, Overton has exactly zero kicking points on the season, and Sandhill Stedford has one. So it's going to be for two all night. And old Mark Hudson is listening in. He says, you've studied him well there, Bake. <laughs> Second out and 10 at their own 32. Counterplay, left side. We've got a new back in there to the 33-yard line. Stood up and nowhere to go. Let's see who they put. I think that was Coy. No, it was Coy Gideon. I guess they just pulled Hickman over there to make the block and a gain of a yard. Coy Pocorny, not Coy Gideon. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> There's the old guy in you. I love it. There's some wrestling. I think I probably said that earlier today, too. That's right. <laughs> Pocorny, Pocorny, Hakey, Hakey. That's half the team. Split out wide to the left is Matt Daly. Split out wide to the right is Dylan Lister. They've also got the slots. Their pass has looked the same every time they've went to the four wide. Twins each side, looking left, throwing it deep, fly pattern, one-on-one. Kaiser, the defensive back, and it's simply overthrown. Basically the same play they scored the touchdown on. Larry just overthrew that one, and we're going to see our game's first punt, it would appear. Yeah, and I think you're going to be able to see Sandhill Stedford come back to that same set, Doug, run the same play, and cut that quarterback loose, running. So fourth down, nine, the ball at their own 34-yard line. And ready to punt this football away. And Overton's actually going to send two guys back deep 
with Kaiser. And also over there is that Hubbard, I believe, and they're going to punt it. Hubbard's going to let it bounce. It'll be picked up at the 10-yard line by Kaiser. Cuts left, wants to go right, makes one man miss, now reverses his field. 15, 20, looking for a block, 25, up to the 30. Boy, he did a lot of that on his own. It looked like Overton wanted to make sure that they didn't come in an illegal block, and they're able to return it 20 yards out to the 30-yard line. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, Doug, uh, for Overton, Wyatt Ryan, he's just a freshman, probably doesn't see the field a ton. Of course, that's ER's son, I'm yep. sure. But right there, three different times, he hopped out of the way and kept that big 15-yard penalty from happening. And a 15-yard penalty in eight-man is a big, big deal. No doubt about it. First and ten, they're going to mark the ball at their own 31. Eight to six, Sandhill Stedford. 3.50 to go here in the first quarter on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. More wing right. They'll hand it to him as he comes right to left. Big hole, 35, first down, 40. And he's going to be upended in the secondary by Zunivern into Sandhills territory at the 37-yard line, a gain of 12. Yeah, that's old-school power, kind of eight-man power where you don't pull, block everybody down, send your fullback out to kick out the DN. And let me tell you something, Ryan Lobby absolutely drilled Dane Picorni and got him kicked out. That was a nice play. Yeah. When you says Sand Hills in your title, you know you've got a little Sand Hiller in you and you're going to be tough. That's what Overton's trying to do. This time it'll be more from left to right, and they're able to upend him immediately. But Corny got down low and ankle-tacked him. He falls forward for a yard. A gain of one for more. He's got 18 yards on four carries. Lobby, three carries for 31 yards. Kaiser, two carries, 13 yards, and a touchdown, and they had the 21-yard completion on that opening drive. Here at second and eight at the 35-yard line of the Knights, the Knights lead at 8-6 with three minutes to go here first quarter. Moore, left wing, no motion this time, and there'll be a quarterback keep trying to get to the short side and a nice open field tackle, getting a gain of one as Coy, McCoy, uh, Coy Picorni comes out here and gets Kaiser for basically nothing. That was a great play, but Overton's going to come back to it. Here's what Sandhill Stedford is doing to the wing. So on the side of the wing, they're running a five-tech to that side outside the tackle, and then... They don't have another lineman until it's a one-tech to the weak side, which means he's on the outside shoulder of the guard. They're going to keep running Veer at that, Doug. Third down, seven yards to go. More wing right. They want to throw. Swing out here more. Complete at the 30. He is able to break a tackle just enough to get the first down to the 26-yard line. A gain of eight. Move the chain. Yeah, exact same play as they – it's the same pass play they completed earlier. Sandhill Stedford is not accounting for the wing out of the backfield. They're running the tight ends into the coverage and just slipping the wing out into the flat, and there's no flat defender. Alex Hubbard will check out of the game. Sandhill Stedford trying to make – Overton punt just like they had to. Each team scored on their opening possession. First and 10 Eagles at the 25-yard line of the Knights. Pitch play. They actually had Lobby set up in the backfield. They'll pitch it to Ryan. He tries to get outside, gets to the 20, and runs out of real estate at about the 18-yard line. You'll take that every time. I mean, it was fairly well covered, but Lobby just a little quicker to the edge. He gets seven. Yeah, and Lobby's a big kid, 170-pound junior, really a load. As we said, came into this game with, you know, 800 yards, over 800 yards on the ground. Right now, Overton seems to be controlling tempo, controlling the line of scrimmage. They're just reeling through their offense, I think, exactly the way they'd like to. Kaiser under center. More emotion left to right. They'll give it to Moore. Caleb hit in the backfield, and they just wrap him up one-on-one. When Pocorny gets back there, he rarely misses the tackle. It's going to be no gain on the play for Moore. State football 
playoff action here on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com, brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. A big thank you to all the fine sponsors. Thanks for making Power 99 your choice for tonight's playoff action. We've also got Kennesaw leading Riverside at the half on the breeze, 28-16. Here it is third and three at the 18. They'll actually send Moore as an eyeback. Long count Kaiser. They give it to Moore. He shakes the attack in the backfield, keeps on going. He's not going to get the first down, but Picorni really for the first time, Coy got in the backfield and did not make the tackle. Give um, Moore credit for getting two. It'll be fourth and one. Yeah, fourth and one. My guess is here you'll see fullback. You'll see inside Veer. But, Doug, pay attention. This fullback is leaving early. You saw one penalty on it, and you'll start. Coach Dynas will be smart. He'll get in the official's ear on his side, and this will get flagged. Let's see if they run the follow that they scored the touchdown on. Fourth and one. Just a quarterback keeper left side, and Kaiser's got the first down and more. He's going to get five all the way down to the 11-yard line. Yeah, you got a good push out of the interior lineman there, Doug. It was just quarterback sneak, but they scattered the backs. They kind of ricocheted the backs. One went one way and one went the other, and the linebackers had to chase. So when the linebackers chased... One yard turned into about five. That's where the big boys up front that we talked about and Brown and Martin uh, come into play. First and 10 at the 11. We're down to 40 seconds to go in the first quarter. 8-6 Sandhill Stedford, but Overton on the move in the red zone. Kaiser, they said in motion, lobby inside handoff here, and Moore tried to cut back and slipped at the 10. It was well covered there by Zudevern. It was going to be one-on-one. He had to make the decision. He decided to cut back and just slipped. Yeah, that was old-school reverse from the wing. So they send the back, and it looks like it's option uh, to the wing. The wing peels it back, and Zudevern did a fantastic job standing in the hole, staying home, doing his job. That's one of those things film study gives you, too. How, why would Lobby be in motion? He's only going to do that for a couple of reasons, and they are not going to have to run another play here in the first quarter. So our D2 second round matchup is 12 minutes in the book. Sandhill Stedford 8, Overton 6. Overton has its second and 9 at the Sandhill Stedford 10 when we start the second quarter here on Power 99, our state football playoff action brought to you by Impact Ag Partners. Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your Pioneer Seed Dealer. At B&B Carpet, every day is the right day to get a great deal on quality flooring with our special 12-month financing. So if you're wondering when or where to get that new look, let our flooring professionals help you select the flooring that's right for you and your budget. Our quality installers will have you living in comfort in no time. So come on in today or tomorrow to B&B Carpet and Donovan and see why people say that's where we always go. When you want the very best, Lucy Trotter, where you'll always get more for your dollar. We're your little friendly store, and we're right next door. That's what we're here for, Glossy Trotter. Based in Arcadia with locations across the greatest part of Nebraska. Trotters is a proud supporter of all the area student-athletes and wishes them best of luck on the field, court, and in the classroom. Friendly service every time. Quality is what you'll find. We're your neighbors and your friends, Glossy Trotter. This is where you come out of a quarter break, Larry. You might see something a little different. Let's see if Overton does. Second and nine at the 10. Maybe throw it. Maybe run option. Something they haven't done yet. Second and nine at the 10. And that's what they want to do. They want to throw Kaiser with a little pressure into the corner of the end zone. It's intercepted. Underthrown. Going for Caleb Moore. And Coy Picorni comes away with the pick. 
in the end zone. I was going to say, not in a million years. I think if you stay with your veer option there, Sandhill Stedford's not going to be able to stay with this over 48 minutes. So right now, really even with a turnover there, I know it feels bad for Overton, but both teams are exactly where they'd like to be through quarter one, to be quite honest with you. So that is the first turnover of this football game. Yeah, that was a deal where we, you, know, you drew it up, going to throw it no matter what, and they threw it right to Sandhill Fedford's best player. Only had one penalty in that first quarter. So starting at the 15-yard line, the Knights up to 8-6. Out of the I formation, they want to throw Zutiver and fly pattern down the middle of the field. He's got his end, but overshoots Matt Daly, trying to get it to Dylan Lister, excuse me. And that's how Sandhill Stedford is going to execute pass plays. You've got to catch them, and that's what they did there. You're looking, run, you're looking, run, and all of a sudden you're a half-step slow already covering the end. Well, and that is a fantastic play call. That's old-school midline. He's going to stick that right in the fullback's belly, get the tailback off of it, and just release the tight end right in the seam. And when the ball was thrown, he had about a 10-yard head start. And he was chucking it as soon as he pulled it back out of the belly. On second down, fullback trap here. They'll get it into the hands of Dane Picorni. About a yard on the play to the 16. I do like the play call by Coach Dynas there too, Doug. You get the big turnover. Sometimes you can come right back with a shock play, and that would have gone for six if he was able to connect there. And as one of those where, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of Peyton Manning to that. I mean, he was going to feed him. He was going to take a step back, and he was going to throw it. And he was hoping his wide receiver would get to the football and just didn't connect. So, third and nine, could Overton three and out him and get the ball back and be okay. Twins left and right on third and long. Zutavern just stands right there in the shotgun, throws it high, jump ball with Kaiser, and Kaiser will pick it. But Kaiser will also be tackled right there, trying to get it to Picorni. Third down and long, that's probably almost as good as a punt. It'll be at the Overton 30-yard line. Yeah, but you need to have some concept to it. I actually think, again, where they're playing this all-man, run them off, and the quarterback can run there. The official needs to run out right now. Hatcher needs to run out, call timeout for both teams. That's the white hat tonight, and say, okay, both of you take a deep breath. Let's get back to who both of you are, (laughs) and let's start running the rock. So Kaiser with the INT on the very next series. And 11.07 to go here in the second quarter, 8-6. Overton gets the ball right back. The Kaiser will fake the belly option, and he'll take it himself, looking for some room to the outside, gets to the corner to the 35, and we've got a late flag after the play. Must be a late hit out of bounds over there. And 15, now that's a big deal in uh, eight-man football, Doug. You're at midfield, and now all of a sudden you're in really plus territory if you're the Overton Eagles. Mark him out at the 38. That'll be eight for Kaiser. And all the reaction is that it's definitely on the Knights. And let's see what our referee will tell us here. It will be a personal foul on the defense. That's a 15-yard penalty. And that'll move it all the way down to about the 27-yard line of the Knights. Yeah, and I think the thing here is, okay, so both teams came out. They both took their first possession down and scored, did it just like they wanted to do it. Now you're getting into the ebb and flow of the game. Each one have thrown a pick. Now we've got a big turnover. So now let's the game has really kind of just started. A couple of nice tackles at the line of scrimmage. Big boys getting after it. First down and 10 at the 27-yard line here for Overton. They'll give it to Moore off the left side. He gets inside the 25. He'll scoot to the sideline to the 20 and be shoved out of bounds there. Boy, that's one thing I've noticed already, Larry. They're going to run it a lot. But a lot of what Overton's doing is getting to the outside, and it's going to extend the game with them getting out of bounds so often. That's an eight-yard game. Yeah, and, and that's going to be there for Overton because 
Overton is so good with Ryan Lobby on that inside veer play. If you're Sandhill-Stedford, you have to commit to that, and then it's outside, outside, outside. This is KKPR-FM, Carney Hastings, Grand Island, second and eight, Overton at the Sandhill-Stedford 18. Same play, this time hit in the backfield. Nowhere to go for more as Gage Hakey is going to drop him, and it'll be third down in short, third down at about two. Yeah, and here comes uh, Skyler Brown coming back in. It's a big change there. They bring in the big dude. Not sure why he was out, but uh, Preston Shively was in there. So third down and two now. Will Overton just go power at the 18. Kaiser with the cadence. He's going to go quarterback sneak. Starts left, rolls right. There's actually a knight there to just bulldog him down at the 11-yard line. And it'll be first down and 10. Almost got all the way out of that grasp. Yeah, that's maddening on quarterback sneak. You give up that many. But everybody gets stuck in the middle. He was able to kind of spin move off to the right. Quick look at some other scores. Kennesaw leading Riverside. They're just getting into the third quarter, 28-16. Lawrence Nelson upset Clearwater Orchard, 33-30. Mullen leading Garden County now in the third quarter, 30-14. Humphrey St. Francis all over Hardington, Newcastle, 54-8. First and 10 at the 12. More in motion from right to left. They'll hand it to him. Good block by Lobby, but coming through untouched. Again, is Picorni. Boy, Coy might get 30 tackles tonight. Well, and there he did that really well, Doug, because he was. There was uh, an Eagle defender, or excuse me, offensive player that did account for him, and he just ran through the blocker and then made the tackle right at the line of scrimmage. Just a tremendous play. Ten carries now in the ball game for Caleb Moore. Then you look at Kaiser. He's got it six. Lobby hasn't really carried it lately. They fed him a lot on the opening drive. He has four. Second and ten at the twelve. More from left to right. They give it to him, trying to follow Lobby, but into the backfield and knocking him down is Gage Hakey, and they're going to go backwards to the 13. Yeah, and Hakey just came shot out of a cannon there. He's playing nose guard. Hakey is. He's a 200-pound senior, Doug, and did a fantastic job there. He was broke down. He didn't get too far upfield. Made a big tackle there. This is interesting. They had all that um, success Overton did with the fullback running veer, and we haven't seen it for a while. Well, maybe a defensive adjustment over there for Sandhill Stedford, but it's third and 12 at the 14 now for Overton, and back to pass. Kaiser looks right, now looks left. We're going to have a hold, throws it to the end zone. It is caught. Beautiful catch. But I don't think it's going to count. Alex Hubbard hauls it in with the referee through it right in the middle of the line, and it's going to be a hold on Overton to negate the 14-yard touchdown pass. But, boy, I'll tell you what, I like the way Kaiser threw the football there. You just look at the two quarterbacks, he's got a little more zip on it. Yeah, no doubt. And that was a tackle, not a hold. I mean, that was pretty rough. He just flat tackles him. The coaches are calling him over and explaining it to him now. Look, when they have the ball, you can tackle them. When we have it. You still have a couple youngsters up there on the line here, and they are tired of uh, the Picorni boys getting in there. And, of course, when you have Hakey make a drop behind the line of scrimmage, tackle for loss in the last play. So now they're going to move it all the way back to the 26-yard line. They need to make it to about the three. So third down at about 23-24. New look here. Pistol with both backs. They'll empty the backfield with more. Time to throw down the right side, and this one is going to be incomplete. Playing center field was Zudiver, and they were looking for the end. Alex Hubbard just running right down the hash and overshot him. Now, Caleb Moore runs the exact same route. That time he was lined up in the pistol. He runs the same route out of the backfield like he'd been running from the wing, and Sandhill Stedford didn't go with him again, Doug. 
Well, now you're just at that spot on the field where, yeah, it's fourth and 23, but you're at the 26, so you're going to go for it. And here's where you just kind of take the shot at the end zone. If they pick it, they pick it. No big deal. Yeah, they brought Caleb Moore off. They have brought onto the field Elijah Husenfeld. They go bubble to the left, and here's what will happen. They're going to run something they haven't run, so they're going to have to call a timeout. Our first timeout of the night brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. Located where you need us, specializing in you. Fourth and 23 at the 26. Eight to six your score. Sandhill Stedford with the lead on Power 99. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Look Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Buzz's Marine of Kearney wants your used boat this fall. If you bring in your well-loved boat to Buzz's, and it's from 2011 or newer, you get an extra $1,000 added value for your trade-in. Not only that, but your boat's winterization will be on Buzz's Marine. For full details, visit Buzz's at 507 Central Avenue in Kearney or online at buzzesmarine.com to shop the new and used boat selection. This offer expires October 31st. Save on winterization. Save on storage. Save on a new boat. Kaiser drops back to pass on fourth and long. He's hit as he throws. It's a dead duck up there, and it's going to be picked off by Picorni at the 10, up to the 15 to the 20, and it'll be brought down at the 25-yard line. Get all in all, that was fourth and forever. It's not the end of the world. He was hit. That's why that ball came up way short. Yeah, and actually, Doug, there it's only going to be about five yards, but you teach your kid to knock it down, not pick it in that situation because you get the ball back there. It's fourth down. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back to it first down and 10 here for Sandhill Stedford, leading at 8-6, to 8.20 to go here in the quarter. They'll hand it off over the left side, looking for some room. Picorni breaks a tackle at the 25, to the 30, to the 31, the 32. He's going to pick up 8. I'll tell you, I'll go back to that, Larry, because I agree with you most of the time on that play. But as you looked, all of You're the right. Overton guys were in the end zone. It was so far underthrown, and it was Coy Picorni who can make a play for you, and uh, really, actually, a good job. There was only about three Overton guys, the linemen, that had a chance, and the quarterback, Kaiser, that could have made, made the open field yeah. tackle. Made the play. Second and three at the 33, after the seven-yard gain for Coy Picorni. High formation, they give it to again off the right side, and this time, nowhere to go. Martin is there. He's having himself a heyday right now. And also in there, Ryan Lobby, a gain of a half a yard. Yeah, and this is so interesting. You know, like we said, this will be a dinosaur offense, but probably not like he likes to run it. He'd love to be sticking it in that fullback's belly and pulling it out. That's who his DNA is. If you cut him open, all that Blue Jay DNA is going to come out of him. It's the offense he ran so well in college and in high school. They're doing a great job on Coy, Coy Picorni. Third down and about two and a half. They try quarterback sneak, and that's going to go nowhere. Right in there, Alex Hubbard to drag him down. It's going to be fourth down. We'll actually give... A half a yard there to Zutavern. Yeah, and it's going to be fourth down and three yards to go. Yeah, got to punt it here. That's a long ways to go, uh, Doug, on a quarterback sneak. Coy Picorni got 12 yards on his first carry. He has nine for 24 total. Wow. And had a seven-yarder on this series. So we are anticipating the second punt of the ball game here for 
Sandhill-Stedford, the first one was a 37-yarder. Kaiser's going to go back to return it. Fourth and three at the 33. And Bacorny does that too. And over end, Kaiser's going to let it bounce at the 10. He has to field it at the four. Right sideline 10 steps out of bounds at about the 14-yard line. That's a really good punt, 43 yards and a return of seven. Yeah, Bacorny's averaged 34, 35 yards a punt all year. So, I mean, almost half the field, he's being able to punt the ball on an eight-man field. So he's done a nice job with that duty this year. Came across something we were talking with Harvard coach Scott Trimble on the Doug and Daddy show earlier this week. They punted for the first time this last week. Oh, good the gravy. The first time. They have one punt all year. I know it's six-man, but I don't care. Yeah, one is the a big first deal. time they punted all year. <laughs> That's right. Still 8-6, to six, 6.20 to go here. First half, Overton trails by two. They take over at their own 14-yard line. They'll go off the left side, and this time Lobby has it. Nowhere to go, though. He picked up about a yard. Maybe they'll let him get across the 15 to the 16. I'm going to say it's a gain of one, second and nine. Yeah, this game is now settled into what we thought we would see, Doug, with six minutes left in the, in the half here. It's eight to six. Sandhills-Thedford leads. Both teams came out all jacked up. Both went down and scored, and now we've started to see the slugfest we thought we'd get. Adjustments, trying to see what you saw on film and what it's like here in person. Second out of nine at the 16. Pitch play, lobby, right side, trying to get outside and runs out of real estate. He'll be brought down at the 20-yard line. It's a gain of four, and it'll be third down at about five yards to go. Maybe we'll say a gain of five, third and four. Yeah, Coy Picorni and Gage Hakey did a really nice job there, Doug. What Sandhill Stedford has done here, one adjustment they've made is they're running laterally to the sidelines better. You brought it up here a few minutes ago that Overton was having some success to the edge. That has really kind of started to go away with Sandhill Stedford running laterally better. I'd like to see a quarterback draw something here. Uh, let's see what happens on third down and four. More from right to left in motion. Then they go to lobby off the right side. He's got the first down, runs over a man at the 30, runs over another man, Zutavern at the 35, and he'll be brought down at the 36-yard line. That's a big boy run of 16 for Ryan Lobby. Yeah, they ran that inside veer play again to the wing side where it is a five-tech, and there's not, not another lineman till the one-tech on the opposite side They've got a linebacker in that bubble, but you're, you're releasing all those linemen up to one linebacker. So it'll be first down and 10 Overton at their own 36-yard line. Lobby now, seven carries, 60 yards. Moore, right wing in motion to the left. They'll give it to him. Caleb hit in the backfield, able to step out of that ankle tackle and make something out of it to the 39. He's going to get three yards on the play, 30 yards now for Caleb Moore. Larry, for the grandmas that are listening out there, when you're talking five-tech, one-tech, uh, explain a little bit more in layman's terms well, what you're the, talking about. The, the offensive line, so you've got to tackle a guard and a center. So to the side of the wing, there, there's a defensive lineman outside shade to the tackle, and there's not another lineman until the other side of the center. So there's this big, and they're leaving that tackle unblocked. Second and six, right at midfield here for Overton. Fullback dive, quarterback keeper. Kaiser around the right end, first down and more. 30, 25, he stays in bounds, 20, 15, and he'll be shoved out of bounds inside the 15 at the 11-yard line. A gain on the play of 30 yards. Yeah, and that's just what this offense does. So the play that Doug and I just explained, they ran again, but this time they all converge on the fullback. Quarterback pulls it. There's no quarterback player and Braden Kaiser up the sideline and that is the three-headed monster that head coach Paul Husenfeld was talking about in the pregame Sandhill Stedford late running a man off more in motion fullback dive lobby they move him inside to the six to the five yard line it'll be 
Second down and goal. I think it's first and 10 just outside the 10, so we won't call it goal, but they're inside the five. You can get a first down inside the one. That's a gain of six. Yeah, and that time you're right, Doug. That was just straight dive in the A-gap. 3.45 to go here, second quarter. Sandhill Stedford does not have a first down since their opening drive. Moore on the right wing, lobby the fullback. Second and four. Moore in motion from right to left. They'll get it, Caleb. Caleb looks for a hole, but nowhere to go. They've done a good job. He stutter steps just enough, and then that just kills the play as Dylan Lister is there to make the, ta- make the tackle with Picorni. It'll be third and goal. Third down at the five. Yeah, these linebackers running those plays where the linebackers are able to identify where the ball is going. Any type of straight handoff where they can identify where the ball is and get downhill. Sandhill Stedford is better than Overton. Where Sandhill Stedford has struggled is where they're guessing where the ball, who's getting it, the fullback or the quarterback. Third and four at the five. More in motion from left to right. Kaiser going to go follow. Can't go right. Goes left. Stretches. Puts the ball across the end line for an Overton touchdown. Braden Kaiser. With his second touchdown run of the night for Overton. Yep, and it's on the same play, Doug. They ran it down there the first time. Just veer follow. He's going to stick it in his belly. And he did a nice job that time of one little cutback step. Yeah, uh, Sandhill Stedford kind of had it covered because uh, he tried to follow Lobby. Lobby got stood up, and instead of going to the right of the center, he went to the left of the center, and now it's 12-8. And this is important. You and I have done a lot of these games over the years, Doug, and these two-point conversions matter. No doubt about it, as they will put more to the left wing. In motion from left to right. Run that follow again, and Kaiser's going to get in for the two-point conversion. Our five-points bank touchdown, a five-yard run by Braden Kaiser. Then Kaiser runs it in for two with 2.59 to go in the first half. It's Overton 14, Sandhill Stedford 8 on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. State football action on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare, your care, our inspiration. PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard and other D2 action. We will take a look at Lawrence Nelson beating Clearwater Orchard. Kennesaw now leads Riverside 34-16 in the third quarter on the breeze, 94.5. Fall City Sacred Heart beat Randolph 60-22. Johnson Brock over Allen 76-0. Humphrey St. Francis leads Hardington Newcastle 54-8 in the third. And Bloomfield over Osmond 16-8 in the second quarter. And the kickoff is a high short kick taken at the nine-yard line near the night sideline. Up the right sideline, 15-20, just getting what he can, 25 and tripped up there at the 26-yard Yeah, and there's a flag, Doug, that came flying in like it was shot out of a bazooka. Going to be a block in the back on Sandhill Stedford. So here's the deal. Sandhill Stedford now is trailing in the game. They're backed all the way up. And as you said earlier, Coy Picorni has not gotten off. And you have to understand, this is an offense that's got 2,700 yards on the season, and Coy Picorni has 1,630 of them. They're going to have to find something somewhere else, or that kid's going to have to be able to get off. And it doesn't look like they swing pass it or do a lot of things like that throughout the year either. They're going to mark the ball at the 13-yard line. Yeah, they run a bunch of now screen out of that spread set, but Overton's running press, and they've taken that away. 
On first out of 10 at their own 13, Zudevern fumbled the football. It's loose. He dove back on top of it. He tried to pull it back out of the belly of his fullback that time in Dane Picorni. He wanted to keep it for the first time and didn't work out. Second down. Yeah, he was going to run their own version of follow there, and it was going to be there. He gets that pulled. He had replaced the fullback there, and that was going to be a good game. Carney High has beaten Lincoln Northstar in four sets. They will play Gretna for the district final. Carney trying to get to state volleyball for the first time in 34 years. We'll talk with Overton volleyball coach Haley Ryan coming up here at the half. They play Pleasanton Saturday in their district final, second and 10 at the 13. They actually put a slot to the right side. Counterplay here. Picorni, big hole up the middle, 20, 25, breaks a tackle, and he is gone. 67 yards for Coy Picorni, and that takes care of the lack of yards for the Knights. Yeah, and just like he was shot out of a rifle, I'm not sure, Doug, if Overton misaligned there. You had both coaches uh, on the sideline going crazy, yelling. I think they were misaligned there, and Sandhills Thedford ran a counter play. He breaks an early tackle and then's just gone. Yeah, there wasn't much in the secondary, no doubt about it. And they lined up in a different formation. They put uh, the uh, fullback in Dane over in the slot right and let Coy uh, bust the big one for 67 yards. Kaiser couldn't arm tackle him. He was really the only guy left. They go for two in the lead. Lone uh, fullback is Picorni, and he isn't going to get in because Kaiser comes in, fights off the block, and gets Coy Picorni. So each team has scored, and each team has had one two-point conversion. Our five-points bank touchdown, a 67-yard run for Coy Picorni, 2-11 to go. First half, we're tied at 14. Do you need transmission repair on your four-wheel drive truck or SUV? How about your two-wheel drive or front-wheel drive vehicle for work or school? Hi, this is Wayne with TBK Transmissions. Over the years, TBK Transmissions has repaired thousands of four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive, and transfer cases, foreign or domestic. Put your trust in TBK. The only way is TBK. 2520 Avenue Q or online at tbktrans.com. TBK Transmissions, the only way is TBK. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, our producer-engineer, Chris Langan. And we just had a little bit of fireworks after some quiet time. Yeah, and this is interesting. Overton looked like they had really taken control of the game. And then, boom, shock play, run the counter. And 67 yards, we said going in here, either Picorni's got to get going or they got to find somebody else. Right now, if you're Sandhill Stead for 2-11 left in the half, this is all about play big defense here. As the ball is kicked away and it's going to get into the end zone, so no chance at a return. Overton will take it at their own 15-yard line. Again, Overton will get the ball to start the second half, Larry. We always like that two-for-one, and they've got time here. They've got 2-11. They've got two timeouts. Yeah, my coaches get tired of hearing me talk about that at this, at this point in the game when we know either we're getting it or they're getting it because if you're on defense here, it's a big deal not to allow Overton to score knowing you're not getting the ball back, and Overton's going to get the kickoff to start the second half. The D2 state playoffs, round two. First down and 15, 10 at their own 15, and they're going to hand it off to Lobby. He didn't want the ball. fumbled. Sandhill Stedford almost covered it, but diving on it back at the nine-yard line is going to be the left end, Alex Hubbard. What we saw down here from Sandhill Stedford is exactly what happened here to Overton. Kaiser wanted the ball back, and Lobby didn't give it up. And you can't do it. When you run option, you tell your quarterback, when that thing gets to his front hip, you have to have the decision made. It got past his front hip, and he was trying to jerk it out of there. Lobby never did have it. That was just about a giant play for Sandhill Stedford. Second down and 15, the clock running, and Overton might just let it run. 
Back to pass, though. Kaiser, hitch and go, has time. Now he's going to have to scramble. Steps out of an ankle tackle and brought down at the 10-yard line. Good job downfield. Everybody was covered. They are anticipating that the pass was coming and dropping him at the line of scrimmage is going to be Lex Wild. Yeah, and Chase Hakey does it right there for Stan Hill Stedford. That was the same play they've literally ran. Overton's ran one concept. They're trying to get Caleb Moore out of the backfield on the wheel, and for the first time, Chase Hakey, Stan Hill Stedford, ran with Picorni there, and there was nothing. Surprised Sand Hill Stedford didn't use a timeout here. They had three, and Overton's trying to use as much clock as they can. Third and 14 at their own 10. Tied at 14. And they'll just hand it off to Moore, see what he can get. He'll get to the 15, and he's going to be hit right there by Chase Hakey at the 18-yard line. And now we will have whistles and a Sand Hill Stedford timeout. Yeah, I agree with not calling timeout on third down there, and here's why. Sometimes as a coach, you can you have a feel for how this game is going. And there was a big piece of this game where Overton had fully taken control. So if you're Josh Dynas and you feel like you can get this thing to the shed here for 15, 18 minutes tied up, that's in good shape. Now on fourth down, you force him to punt. Snap could go over his head. You could run it back. Lots of things like that could happen. But I I agree with not calling timeout on third down. All right, it'll be fourth down and about seven to go here. The ball at the 18-yard line. And Overton will actually punt for the first time in the football game because they've scored twice and they've thrown two interceptions. Now, one of those was on fourth down, and Kaiser is the punter. And, of course, Picorni's the returner, so you're trying to get it away from him. Yeah, that's not Coy Picorni, I don't think. Coy Picorni's going to stay up here and play defense. Okay, excuse me, that is a Lister back there to return it. Good snap. Rush is coming. High short kick. Fair catch called for and taken at the 30-yard line. So a uh, punt that time of 32, and a Trace Hickman takes the punt. First down and 10 for Sandhill Stedford. You have to make sure you don't throw a shock play pick six here. 37 seconds to go before halftime. Coming up the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll take a look at the first half stats, all of the scores tonight. Preview Friday's games. We'll also let you know who, what, when, and where for all the districts in C&D. And we'll talk with Haley Ryan, the head volleyball coach at Overton. They get another crack at Pleasanton. First and 10 at their own 30 with 37 seconds and a couple of timeouts here for the Knights. They'll take it out of the I formation. Counter right side and nowhere to go for Picorni. And again, Martin comes in there. Skyler Brown makes the tackle. Yeah, that was the same play they just went 67 on. They just ran it the other way. Overton was aligned correctly that time. ER just turned around to the other coaches and shook his head. Yes, he's the D, uh, one of the big defensive coaches here for Overton. They had him lined up right that time. And Sandhill Stedford is going to run one more play. They didn't call timeout. They are going to hustle out of the uh, huddle. They send a man out wide to the right. Here's the snap. Zunivern back to pass. Down the right sideline. Jump ball, and it's knocked away by the offensive player. In Lister, making sure that it wasn't picked off with one second to go. Yeah, now, I mean, as long as you can tackle the guy, I, I do maybe throw this up. 14-14 with one second to go. <laughs> and you know what's happening right now, Larry? The home clock operator is getting a whole bunch of grief for not letting that baby run out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, oh, I'm telling you, I'm the worst on the sidelines when we're at home, and that doesn't work for us. So Sandhill Stedford will get one more shot. It's Halloween. Nothing bad can happen. 14 all. Zutterburn comes up under center, takes it, 
turns, hands it off over the right side and just see what he can get. 35, 36, 37, a gain of seven on the play. And that'll be it as Dane Picorni carries it that time, and we are at the end of the first half of play. Tied at 14 of the D2 State Football second round. The winner looks like they're going to get top-ranked Mullen in the uh, state quarterfinals next week. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. But, uh, Larry, a a lot of kind of what we thought we would get. Uh, This was basically a toss-up game. We're seeing a bunch of running. Actually, Sandhill Stedford had a couple of completed passes that allowed them to score. Their first touchdown was through the air. Yeah, when you see the stats, you're going to see both teams have completed some passes. What you've got here is Overton really took control of this football game, and Sandhill Stedford got the shock play they needed to get this thing to the half, really where they're probably fairly comfortable, I think, here. This thing will come down to the second half. Is It will boil down to, yes, some adjustments, but it'll be the mistake deal. All right, coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll talk with Overton Volleyball Coach Haley Ryan, look at the districts, give you the scores from around the state, and a whole lot more here on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. There's just one place where students are students first, and athletics are played with purpose and perspective. That place is your local high school. High school sports offer more than the joy of competition. Studies show that student-athletes in Nebraska are also likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in other areas of their lives, including academics. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Nebraska School Activities Association and the Nebraska State Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. CarQuest Auto Parts in Loop City, independently owned and operated, and a proud supporter of all of the area athletes. At CarQuest in Loop City, customer service is driven by independent owners who are passionate about delivering excellence in everything they do. CarQuest serves our communities with integrity and passion, delivering the right products to the right place at the right time. Check out some of the unique products CarQuest Auto Parts offers. Farm and agriculture, heavy duty, marine, motorcycles, lawn and garden. CarQuest Auto Parts, 653 O Street, Loop City. No matter where you are, even out in this cornfield, when you work with CHS, you're connected. Connected to global grain buyers and food companies. Connected to dependable energy at the pump, at home, and on the job. Connected to food ingredients tailored to your specific needs. Whether it's in energy, grains, or foods, you're connected. CHS. Resources for enriching lives. And welcome to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business and residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find them in your local yellow pages. Round 2, D2, here in Overton, the Eagles and Sandhill Stedford tied at 14. Larry, we saw, as we said numerous times, the teams come out and score on their opening possession. Then we see some adjustments. What are we going to see? Because they don't change a whole lot. It might be one block here, one switch of a defensive linebacker or lineman somewhere. What are we uh, seeing the coaches X and O in here at halftime? Right now they're talking mostly. I don't know if it's a ton about alignment. There's two or three things that I would talk about if I was Overton and maybe one or two I'd talk about if I was Sandhill Stedford. If I'm Overton, I run inside Veer at that bubble. I believe that you can get to those linebackers. If I'm Sandhill Stedford, I get back in that spread set and sprinkle in some draw. This game is going to end up boiling down, Doug, to penalties and turnovers. I don't think you're going to see a ton different. I do think Overton is tougher up front 
when they want to move the ball in in small pieces, they can. And Sandhills Thedford has got the uh, clear, clearly the big playability. We've seen it a couple times from them. But if Overton doesn't get in their own way here, I could maybe see them starting to pull away. 14-14 at the half. Let's take a look at the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard here. In D1, in the West, finals earlier today, Arcadia Loop City led Hemingford at the half 34-6 and never scored again and hung on to win it 34-28. Hemingford actually had a goal line stand in the fourth quarter, got the ball back but was unable to uh, finish things off. They had some turnovers early. The Rebels had some turnovers in the second half. And now Arcadia Loop City will host Burwell, a 48-0 winner over Sutherland. Yeah, and that'll be a rematch that was a fairly close game. It, it'll, be, it'll be a fascinating game, Doug, because both of them are big, mean, and tough. And we just want to bash each other's brains in. And that was tough, the big, long road trip. And, I mean, when you say had to hang on, I'm talking by their fingernails, Loop City did. No doubt about it. Also in the D1 West bracket, North Central – uh, knocks it undefeated from the ranks. They beat Nebraska Christian 36-28, to and South Loop is in a tussle. They were down 14-0 at the half. Now it's tied at 14 in the fourth quarter with Dundee County Stratton. D1 East in the fourth quarter. Lutheran High Northeast going to knock out Osceola High Plains, leading at 54-26. Exeter Milligan Friend has pulled away from Fullerton 40-20 to in the fourth. In the third, number one Creighton taking care of Wisner Pilger 56-8, and approaching halftime, Howells Dodge has the lead on Guardian Angels Central Catholic, 14-6. D2 in the East Bracket. Three games are done. Johnson Brock over Allen, 76 to nothing. Falsity Sacred Heart over Randolph, 60-22. to The top seed is actually Humphrey St. Francis leading Hardington, Newcastle. They beat them 54-8. And in the third quarter, Bloomfield leads Osmond, 24-8. In the D2 West Bracket, final score, Lawrence Nelson, the 11 seed, is on to the quarters with a 33-30 win over Clearwater Orchard. On the breeze, 94.5. Kennesaw leading Riverside 42-22. Of course, Riverside had won the last four six-man championships and moved up to eight-man this year. Yeah, this they, they haven't done a lot of losing, Doug, in quite a while. And uh, Mullen just maintaining its 38-14 over Garden County in the third quarter. So uh, the winner of this team game looks like they're going to take on Mullen. 14-14, Overton and Sandhills Thetford. When we come back, we're going to talk a little volleyball. Haley Ryan, Overton volleyball coach, will give you all the uh, uh, matchup as well. Quickly, though, we are back Friday with four football games here on Power 99. We've got a couple of six mans. We will be calling the Wilcox Hildreth McCool Junction Contest. Also on the breeze, 94.5 should be a dandy in C2. Sutton is at David City Aquinas. And then a doubleheader on 1230 AM KHAS Friday, 2 in the afternoon. Harvard, the number one team, but the number three seed all the way up at Cody Kilgore. And that'll be followed at 7 by Adam Central taking on Wahoo. Yeah, and the Wilcox-Hildreth, Doug, done some film study on them this week. And it is all about if they can get enough stops on defense, Doug, they are really good. This offense is for real. They've got a couple backs that could play anywhere in 11-man. A.J. Jenkins is something else. 14-14, Overton and Sandhill-Stedford. We'll be back and talk some volleyball after this on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. I was born and raised here in Hastings, Nebraska. My mom was in and out of hospital since the age I was two and I lost her when I was six. Every time I walked past that room, the memories I had with her and being with her has helped me be a more empathetic caregiver. It's an honor to be in the presence of people that took care of my mom. They made me feel always at home and again, like I was an extension of them. I am the person I am today because of them. 
You cannot teach compassion. You cannot teach empathy. That's something that's just a part of you. If I can just make a difference in one person's life, then I've, I've done my job. This is just the way that we care for our patients here and their families. I'm Megan Marble, Nursing Quality and Improvement Advisor at Mary Lanning Healthcare. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Your care, our inspiration. Well, coming up this Saturday, all the district volleyball, B, C, and D. B will be announced tomorrow because they're still going to use some of the wild card points from Class A going on tonight. Carney, by the way, is playing Gretna right now in the A6 district final. But of the many games, there's going to be a triple header uh, coming up at Kearney High, including here on Power 99, Minden and Grand Island Central Catholic. They're going to play at 2, then at 4.30, BDS takes on Maywood Hay Center, and then Overton and Pleasanton uh, drew each other in this matchup. They'll play at 7 o'clock, and Overton head coach Haley Ryan, kind enough to give us some time here. Uh, happy Halloween. Uh, you got all your candy? I see what you dressed the husband up as Thank tonight. Thank you. Right? We have plenty of candy <laughs> in our house, that's for sure. But Well, congratulations. Uh, you're going to get a crack at Pleasanton. Uh, when you saw that, is that yay because we know something about him and we don't have to travel 190 miles, or is that, yeah, I'd like to have a crack at somebody else? I'm a little bit of both. We're excited to come in and play them. You know, one thing good about Pleasanton, we've seen them. We've know, we 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 saw them um, three times last season, and then coming into this season, they have quite a few of the same players in there, um, so that we we know what to expect. We know what they do, so that's a good thing. Um, we know that Pleasanton's a tough team, so we're going to have to make sure that we're coming out, keeping our pace, maintaining our composure, and keeping our confidence. We'll talk about what your team has done, but you played Pleasanton on opening night, and then of course you got them in the conference championship. What did you? What have you seen different in Pleasanton as the way they've grown? Because obviously they are still a pretty young uh, team as far as a lot of sophomores and juniors. They are. You know, um, they've just you know they've got enough players in there that they can always turn to another player if somebody's maybe having an off night. So, um, you know. It, we're just going to have to make sure we go and battle, and we're going to have to get up there. And, um, you know, Pate's on the outside and Linder in the middle. We're going to have to make sure we're slowing Linder down in the middle and um, being able to play the lines so that, you know, we're, we're playing our defense. We know that they're a scrappy team, so we're just going to have to be ready to rally. What about your team? Uh, as I mentioned to you before we got on air here, uh, did you expect that your team could get to this point this year? Because, really, you lost so many kids uh, off last year's team to graduation. You know, last year we did. We had some great players last year, and we lost quite a few. And, um, you know, just it's starting out the season, we had to kind of rebuild and, um, you know, find out what made the girls tick and just make sure that, um, you know, to build that confidence and um, grow as a team and make sure that, you know, I guess do the little things that we needed to do, like um, running, running a quick offense, uh, making sure we're getting a block and getting it closed, and um, just finding out how to work together and just build that team chemistry. What clicked first, uh, picking it up, serve, receive, or was it the offense and, and your setter was in a good spot, uh, and what took a while to come along for you this year? Oh, I would say the whole entire game. <laughs> you know, just, just I think just them getting comfortable next to each other. Um, we started out a little shaky, I guess, in serve, receive, and digging, and I'll tell you what, that's that's one of the areas that I'm most confident in, in right now because um, the girls – have a lot of confidence in, in each other and their teammates so um, it's really impacted our game and how we can run our middles and how we can um, have three hitters running um, an offense at the net and and then the better the set then we have more options and we can run a quicker offensive game we're talking here for another moment with overton volleyball coach haley ryan saturday night they get their third crack at pleasanton the winner goes on to lincoln so uh, with all those young girls out there, guys, wouldn't matter what it is, there's going to be some nerves when it comes right down to it, Haley. Uh, what do you have to do better than you did the first two times to uh, knock off Pleasanton? 
You know, I think we're going to have to get some blocks. Um, I think blocks are going to be key in the game. Um, we're even, we have need to make sure we're lining up with them, making sure we're going up. Even if we're late or they're, they're tricking us a little bit, we have to take some take some angles away at the net. So blocking is going to be key. And then, like I said, we're going to have to be ready to play some defense. So digging, our digging game is going to have to be up. Um, confidence in our serve receive. Um, you know, I think set three, I think we came out with a lot of confidence last time we played them. And we know we can, you know, we can play with them when we can beat them if, if um, we're, you know we're playing well together but we have to maintain that pace and just i think confidence is going to be a big part of the game all right coach you can stay up here and stay warm for a little bit longer if you want to but uh, best of luck on saturday thanks for chatting with us all right thank you very much that's overton volleyball coach Haley ryan joining us here at the half they will take on pleasanton at seven o'clock at carney high and if you like high school volleyball there's a triple header at carney high and a double header at carney catholic uh, coming up on Friday, uh, or excuse me, on Saturday, we will have uh, the Grand Island Central Catholic and Minden game for you here on Power 99 to start that triple header at 2. Let's run it all down for you. Also in C1, St. Paul and Omaha Concordia will play at David City. That is at 5 o'clock. In C2, Superior and Crofton will play at Shelby Rising City at 6. Blue Hill and Centennial will play at Aurora at 3. Burwell and Hardington Cedar Catholic will play at Boone Central at 6. A pair of 1 o'clock games. There's a doubleheader at Cross County. Donovan Trumbull and Freeman will play the first one at 1. Hastings, St. Cecilia, and Palmyra will play at Milford at 1. And then in Greeley at Central Valley High School, South Loop and Battle Creek will be playing at 6. Lawrence Nelson's volleyball team will have to take on number 1 Archbishop Bergen at Cross County Saturday at 4 o'clock. While at Aurora, that is where we are going to see Nebraska Christian and Giltner play uh, at Aurora High School, and that is on uh, Saturday night in the uh, D1 District Final at 7 o'clock. Also, Pleasanton and Overton, we told you about that one. Cambridge and Central Valley will play at Kearney Catholic Saturday at 5 o'clock. And in D2 action, there will be Bruning Davenport Shickley and Maywood Hayes Center, the middle game at Kearney High at 430 it is Adams Central High School hosting the Bertrand-Exeter-Milligan match Saturday at 5, and Kennesaw plays Fall City Sacred Heart at Doan College Saturday at 5. 14-14, Sandhill-Stedford and Overton in the D2 state playoffs. At halftime, we'll give you the numbers next. At Apple Barrel Restaurant, located inside Sap Brothers in Odessa, we have this thing some like to obsess a little about. It's called customer service and quality. And with high school sports bands and all the other activities we're running around taking care of who's making dinner sap brothers in odessa says call them they'll have the fried chicken ready to pick up and take home or stop in and take a break and enjoy great food still offering a great breakfast and lunch buffet every weekend make the short drive to apple barrel restaurant inside sap brothers travel center off i-80 odessa whether you go to Carney High, we just got to be ready for whatever they show us and, and attack it the best we can. Or a Huskies fan. Aurora has scored four in a row to go up 23-22 in the third set. Prefer the Vikings. Rolls it across the dig is made. Outside attack, termination, and Northwest win. Are from Arcadia Loop City. 22-4 on the season. Now this is their first trip to state or anywhere in between. You can find everything you need to follow your team at PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
getting ready for the second half. Uh, and then we're going to give you some stats here. But uh, before we give you those stats, our field conditions brought to you by your Impact Ag partners, Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your Pioneer Seed representatives. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans with Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed. Science with service delivering success. Of course, a little wear and tear from the year, but always a real nice field. And uh, when you're playing in the playoffs, uh, this is all you can ask for. It always looks good. Well, yeah, and they're in great shape now. We had those freezes early in October, and that kind of hurt these fields. It stopped them from growing, and now they're just getting beat up a little bit. But Overton's facility, as you know, Doug, from the press box to the grass is top-notch. So uh, everything's in good shape here, that's for sure. All right, let's go ahead and take a look now at the unofficial first-half stats. First off, and a lot of it's on the ground for Sand Hill Stedford. I have Coy Picorni, 11 carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Of course, one of those carries the 67-yard run. Dane Picorni, four carries, 18 yards. Ryan Zutavern, four carries, four yards, 19 rushes, 112 yards for Sandhill Stedford. Zutavern has put the ball in the air a total of seven times here in the first half. He has only completed two of those. He has one pick, a 20-yard touchdown pass, 27 total yards through the air, 112 on the ground, 139 total offense. Good for five first downs, two punts for an average of 40, the one turnover and two penalties for 25 yards. For Overton. Caleb Moore, 14 carries, 38 yards. Ryan Lobby, 9 carries, 67 yards. And Braden Kaiser, 10 carries, 73 yards, and has both the touchdowns from 2 and 5 yards out. 33 rushing attempts for Overton, 178 yards through the air. Kaiser completed his first two and then was 0 of 3 with two picks. So he's 2 of 5, two picks, 30 yards, 178 on the ground, 30 through the air, 208 yards of total offense. That's 12 first downs, one punt for 32 yards. The two picks, one was on fourth and 23, and that was picked off in the end zone. And then a uh, couple of penalties for 15 yards. But uh, Overton has run a lot more plays here. And as we said, there was only one first down after the first drive for Sandhill Stedford. Yeah, both teams, though. Sandhill Stedford's a little bit off pace from where they normally are per game. Uh, Overton's right on pace, and as, as as you read through it, it's that three-headed monster. They're all getting their carries. They're all getting their yards. Sandhills-Stedford, you know, it's it's an offense, Doug, that averages, you know, in that 280 yards a game on the ground, and they're a little bit behind that. Not terrible, but a little bit behind that. Again, like I said, I think both teams have gotten what they wanted out of this first half legitimately. They'll both say, well, if this or if that – they both have gotten what they wanted. Who can play clean for a half now? You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report for quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm over business. Contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. And the teams are trotting back out on the field, and Overton is going to get the ball here to start the third quarter. 14-14, and Sandhill Stedford has shown the ability to kick the ball into the end zone, which is always huge at any point. But uh, you can get so many good returns in an 8- or 6-man game more than you can really in an 11-man game game so you got to have a guy that can boot it into the end zone but it always baffles me doug how in an eight-man game you've got a dude that can kick it out of the end zone but you won't attempt to uh point. yeah (laughs) now the two pointers seem to come around so easily here as they're ready to boot it away and it is coy picorni that gets the job done This one could be returnable. It's going to be taken at the two-yard line all the way to the far hash, trying to bring it from left to right, 15, 20, 25, and hit at the 27, moving forward up to the 29-yard line. It looked for a moment there, Larry, that you were going to see Addy Vance take it a lot farther. He got to the corner 
couldn't quite get the turn. Yeah, that's a great job by Addy Vance because he has to field that thing on a really tough hop. That would have been easy to let that go in the end zone, get the ball at the 15, and instead he doubles Overton's money, and they're going to get it just beyond the 29-yard line. So first down and 10 here. First play of the second half, tied at 14. Moore will line up wing to the left this time. They'll feed it to Lobby and then pull it back out. Kaiser, he's going to go around the left corner. He'll get to the 35 and be pushed out of bounds. In fact, Kaiser really sold that one. He actually ran backwards like he didn't have the football and then took two steps forward and headed up the field. He's going to be pushed out of bounds at the 38-yard line. It's going to be second and two. Yeah, he bellied that out just a little bit, did a nice job, rode Lobby to the point where he should, then bellied it. My guess is at the half, Overton said, look, they have not stopped us doing what we want to do. I think you're going to see Overton be Overton in the second half. They had 33 rushing attempts in the first half. Lobby right side breaks a tackle and gets drugged down in the secondary. They had to hang on to bring the big man down into Sandhills. Bedford territory at the 38-yard line. Yeah, Gage Hakey makes a tackle there, but it was kind of a backpack tackle. He was on the back uh, of Lobby getting drug. So on the first two plays, you have Overton do exactly what they've done all season long. This is just going to boil down to the mistake issue here. If Overton can retake control of this game, Doug, I think they'll be fine. First down and 10. Moore in motion from left to right, then takes it off right guard, and he's going to be hit by Coy McCorney and brought down after a gain of really nothing. Yeah, again, we talked about this in the first half. Anything where the ball goes to a certain spot, it's straight back and hand it uh, uh, to that tailback where the linebackers are able to identify the gap. They get downhill, and there's no money. Overton has had their success when the ball goes from the fullback's belly off to somewhere else. Second and nine at the night, 37. More in motion from right to left. They go back against the motion, hand it off to Lobby, and Lobby is going to be brought down after a gain of a couple by Lex Wild. They do a really good job. We are seeing some one-on-one tackling now here as this game progresses. A gain of two, third and seven. And as you start to get to the round, Doug, of 16 and the round of eight in the playoffs, you should start to see that. As we know, open field tackling in high school football or really any level of football isn't the best. Eight man, many times it really suffers, but you should see it here be done the right way. Third and seven at the night, 35-yard line. They'll hand it off. Moore looking to go the right side and he's able to keep his balance inside the 30, put his hand on the ground, and maybe make it to the stick. Yeah, I think. Boy, it looked like he was going to get nothing, and he just used that balance and kept crab crawling up to the 27-yard line. Yeah, Coy, now just as we talked about good tackling, Coy Picorni had him lined out in the backfield, had done a nice job, and tried to hit him instead of tackling him. And Caleb Moore just did a fantastic job knowing where the sticks were and getting there. Opening drive of the third quarter, tied at 14, 10 minutes to go. Overton has it first and 10 at the 27-yard line of Sandhills-Thedford. Moore in motion from right to left. They want to throw the football back against the grain, complete into the hands of Surridge to the 15 to the 10, and he'll be brought down at the 5-yard line by Zudevern. Mark him at the 4, first and goal, a gain of 23. Yeah, there they just ran play action, and then it's an old-school eight-man play where you take both tight ends and you cross them on arcs across the field, and nobody ever runs with either one of them once they cross that midline. So first and goal here, Overton trying to regain the lead with 9.54 to go in the third quarter of play. Moore will be the wing to the right side. Ball on the near hash. Kaiser takes it, feeds it to Lobby, pulls it back out of his belly, tries to get to the pylon, and he is into the end zone for the third time tonight. Braden Kaiser 
A two-yarder, a five-yarder, and now a four-yarder put the Eagles up 20-14. to 14. Yeah, and that time they didn't run follow like they'd done down here the last two times. They rode the fullback, and then he took it out into the uh, on the edge for the touchdown. We'll see if they come back with follow here like they've done the previous two times. So a 51-yard drive that takes two minutes and 11 seconds. Had a 23-yard pass play in there. The other 28 on the ground as they go for the important two. More wing left. They'll empty the backfield. Pitch play lobby trying to get to the outside, and Ryan stretches it in for the two-point conversion. So they took the first possession in the first quarter and scored. They take the first possession in the third quarter and scored. A five-points bank touchdown. Four-yard run from Braden Kaiser, 9.49 to go in the third. Overton 22, Sandhill Stedford 14. Overton Sand and Gravel is a proud supporter of this broadcast and all area high school teams in and out of the game this year. Call Overton Sand and Gravel for when you need it rocked. Overton Sand and Gravel is the only name you need to remember. They carry everything from crushed concrete to river rock, decorative rocks, and gravel for driveways. There's no job too big or small for Overton Sand and Gravel. Commercial or residential, concrete, and other rock. Overton Sand and Gravel, serving Overton and surrounding areas. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, our state football playoff action brought to you by Impact Ag Partners. Craig Weeches and Todd Travis, your pioneer seed dealer. So 22-14, to 14, Overton now has the lead. South Loop and Dundee County Stratton have gone to overtime, tied Holy at 14. Smokes. South Loop made it to the state final last year, undefeated this year, the two seed. Dundee County trying to knock him out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see experience should play there, Doug. I know they graduated heavy last year, but all of these kids have played in a lot of big games. And ready to boot it away. Overton tries to kick it a little deeper as Sandhill Stedford cheated up. Then the ball is grabbed on the back pedal by Picorni at the three, but his momentum took him into the end zone, and it will be a touchback. Yeah, he fought hard to stay out of the end zone there, but he needed that to get in the end zone, Doug, because he was going to be in trouble there. That wasn't coming back to the 15. Carney High Volleyball is underway, taking on Gretna for the A6 final, tied at 11 in the first set. Here it's 22-14, Overton. And now it is Sandhill Stedford's turn. They touch the ball for the first time in the second half. On this Halloween night, Doug Dudelary Baker with you, KKPR-FM and PlatteRiverPreps.com. They'll hand it off to Picorni. Picorni bounces off one man, gets to the sideline, 25-30, and coming over to shove him out of bounds and save big, big yardage is Hattie Vance. But a first down for Picorni. Yeah, they ran that off tackle. They blocked that just a little different than they blocked it in the first half. You called it, Doug. You said maybe a change of a block here or a block there, and that's exactly what you saw. They ran that kick out off tackle, and they blocked it, the interior line, just a little different than they'd done in the first half. A 17-yard gain out to the 32-yard line. McCorney wants to get it going now on first and 10. They'll counter it to McCorney, a little mix-up there. They tried to get a little too cute, and he doesn't get anywhere. He had his momentum stop when he grazed off his own quarterback, Zutivern. Well, the key is they ran counter there, and I know they have a 67-yard touchdown off that counter, but it's minus yards tonight any other time they've run it. And don't forget, on the 67-yard touchdown, you have the Overton coaches screaming at their team. I just think they were misaligned. That counter just takes too much time for those big dudes up front of Overton to get it moving. And we welcome you back here to Overton. Again, thanks to Athletic Director Clint Little and the crew here for their hospitality. 
Second down and 10 at their own 32. Hand it again to Picorni. Short side. Kaiser's there, and he's going to be brought down with some help from Lobby. Lobby low. Kaiser high. A gain of a yard. It'll be third down and nine. Yeah, and Ryan Lobby gets the credit there, Doug. He took on the block with open hands, got it locked out where he could move down the line of scrimmage, and then he shed the blocker and got to the ball carrier. Textbook job by Ryan Lobby. And it's all over in Callaway in overtime, 20-14. to 14. Dundee County Stratton oh my gosh. knocks off South Loop. Third down and nine here, Sandhill Stedford at their own 33-yard line, trailing 22-14. to 14. Back to pass, Zettevern. Everybody's covered. He's still going to take a shot. It's underthrown, and it's picked off at the 23-yard line to the 30 to the 32. Kaiser gets another one underthrown on the attempt to Matt Daly. Well, we said it coming in. These This Overton Eagles team had 14 picks coming into the game, Doug, and that's a lot of picks, and we've seen them now add a couple more to that total tonight. Well, I listened to the PA guy. I thought it was Addie Vance, but he said it was Kaiser, so it was Addie Vance, and Addie Vance comes away with the pick. Yeah, Addie Vance had that. He did a really nice job there. He just went up and high-pointed the ball. So they'll take over at their own 27-yard line, leading it by 8, 22-14. More in motion right to left, the handoff to him, and he is hitting the backfield. 2-3, green and white jerseys. Lex Wild among the first one to get in there with Dane Picorni. Well, this will be interesting. That time they blitzed Lex Wild, who's playing that outside spot, and they blitzed him away from the motion. So the motion goes right. He blitzes off the left side. If they stay with that, look for Overton to run naked boot. Second down and 12 after the loss of two on the play. Same motion from right to left. They'll run it back against the grain. Quarterback option. He thought about pitching, and he's going to have to eat it. That's good back-to-back defensive plays here on the defensive tackle, Chase Hakey. They had everything covered and nowhere to go for Kaiser. He's going to lose another one, third and 13. But the key is Lex Wild on that, Doug, tackles the fullback. We said way back in the beginning, if you're going to run beer, tackle the fullback and rally to the other guys. Lex Wild smashed Ryan Lobby right there as the mesh was happening and left uh, Braden Kaiser with no choice. A rare third and long right now for Overton at their own 24-yard line. Third down, call it 14. Kaiser will be under center. He will drop back. Quick little swing out here, and he underthrows Caleb Moore. They were just going to swing it out there and see how far Moore could go in a putting situation now for the Eagles. That's a huge answer for Sandhill-Stedford. They give up the touchdown in kind of an ugly way to Overton to start the half, throw the pick. You're hanging on by a thread, and that's a big, big stand, Doug. Kennesaw advances on by beating Riverside tonight, 50-22. to They'll get another matchup with Lawrence Nelson. And the snap, Kaiser gets his foot into it, heads it towards the sideline. They don't want it to be returned by Trey Hickman, and it won't be. It'll go out of bounds at the 25-yard line, a punt of 31 yards and no return. First down and 10, Sandhill Stedford trailing 22-14. to 6.56 to go here in the third quarter. State football action brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Yeah, and if you're Sandhill Stedford here, Doug, you're still in this thing where it's a matter of finding a way to just feed your guy. I don't think you have to get crazy here. There are two touchdowns, a 20-yard touchdown pass on fourth and nine, and then a 67-yard burst by Coy Picorni. First and 10 at their own 25-yard line. They go wing this time, counter it to Picorni off the right side, and he is going to be hit behind the line of scrimmage. 
And maybe Overton is starting to wear that 20, 30 extra pounds that they have on their three linemen up on Sandhill Steadford, a loss of one. Yeah, Skyler Brown is there again, Doug, from his interior lineman spot. They run that counter and it allows Skyler Brown to get him his offensive lineman locked out, and then he's able to see the play. He's a tremendous football player, Skyler Brown is, a senior, 230 pounds, and moves very well. This is KKPR-FM, Kearney, Overton, Odessa, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. 22-14 Overton, 6.15 to go, third quarter, second and 11. Sandhill Stedford at their own 24. They've started to just go single back and try to get Dane to block for Coy. He does, breaks a tackle, an arm tackle at the 25, gets across the 30 to the 31-yard line. That'll be a gain of seven, third down and four. Yeah, now they're going with a wing look, Doug, an extra tight end, and they're going with a wing instead of the fullback, and they've had some success with it. Doesn't look like they want to, and they haven't had much success now running it uh, off guard. You used to say between the tackles. You don't really say that so much. You say maybe between the ends here. Coy, Coy Picorni just left the field, Doug. You're third in a really big spot in this game, and your horse is over on the sideline. It looks like they're dealing with some equipment. Third down and four. So they bring Hickman in as the eye back, and they actually pitch it to him right side, and he is going to be brought down after a gain of two, but he needed four lobbies over there. Well, Coach Dinison staff, they just put in the next guy, and they didn't care. They ran the play they were going to run. Yeah, and they're still working on Picorni over there. Actually, I think if he takes that more outside, he's got a chance. So fourth down and two. Again, you'd love to go for it if you are Sandhill Stedford, but you're not really in a spot where you can... T- to do that. Picorni's back in. So it was quick, and he is your punter, so they will line up the punt at their own 33-yard line, trailing by eight, five minutes to go. Here's the snap. It's low. Picorni's got it. Wasn't much of a rush. Gets the punt away. Now it's all about the bounce, and he's going to get five yards of bounce. He's going to get eight yards of bounce. There's 10. There's 11. It's going to roll inside the five and die at the four-yard line. 43-yard punt. Kaiser just never could go get it. No, Kaiser sticks his hands down there. He'd have given me a heart attack if I'd have been coaching for Overton. Holy smokes. Well, not only can he run the ball, not only can he make tackles from his linebacker position, but also Coy Picorni, the uh, do-everything guy for the Knights. Can pump the football. Tremendous pump. Yeah. He's he's not the only guy. He is the guy, but he is not the only guy. That's right. So first down at their own four. Second time they've been inside their own 10-yard line. They'll give it to Moore off the left side. He slips one man, but not the second, and he'll be brought down to the line of scrimmage. There was a Sandhill Thetford Knight that came flying in there, trying for the home run hit. And just ran right by him that time, did Lister. And it's going to be a loss of one anyway, th- second and 11. Yeah, and if I'm saying, or if, excuse me, if I'm Overton, I trust my defense here. I don't try to, you know, if you try to throw it here out of the end zone, get a holding call, it's a safety, things like that. I trust my defense here, and I just play regular offense. Six men in the box, more in motion. They'll run quarterback follow off the left side and a couple of yards out to the seven-yard line for Kaiser. It'll be third down and eight. Yeah, now you feel good about the room you have. It's still third and eight, but at least your quarterback and your running back isn't standing in the in the end zone before the play starts. 22-14, to 14, three touchdown runs by Braden Kaiser. They marched the opening drive of this third quarter down the field. And stuck it in from 51 yards, a four-yard run by Kaiser, and converted the two. Third down and eight at their own seven. Kaiser sends Lobby in motion, pitches it to him, tries to get to the right edge, and he slips. He was reading his block, and his ankle just gave out. 
And, of course, he don't have to be touched down, so he is down at the 7. It'll be fourth down at 8. No game. Yeah, and actually he was doing a fantastic job reading his block out there to the outside. He was letting it set up, Doug, and then just the old turf monster reached up and grabbed him. So a putting situation. Kaiser out of his own end zone. Snap over his head. It's a safety. You just talked about it. And that's a two-point conversion freebie for Sandhill Stedford with three minutes to go. Just flat snapped it over his head. Kaiser had no chance. And now as you look at this, and this is why I say, and, and, and Sandhill Stedford, you know, we talk about experience. Okay, it didn't work for South Loop, but this Sandhill Stedford team, Doug, we talked about it in the beginning. These kids and this coach, they've been in big-time games. They were just in the state semifinals. Overton is just now coming back up the ladder. So from an experience standpoint, when all the air starts to go away, who's going to be okay here? Sandhill Stedford has really looked outmatched for a lot of this, and they're in a situation where they're one play away from taking the lead. And what about the pressure? I mean, you, once in a while you'll see it snapped over the punter's head. It seems like they do it more and more when they're standing in the end zone. Yeah, well, the bad thing is the coach, you scream it to him. Got to have a good snap here. He's <laughs> just shut up. We all do it too much. Mike Didka says that you get pregnant with ideas when you're a coach sometimes. <laughs> Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you on this Halloween night, a beautiful Wednesday here in Overton. We had one of the last games to kick off this evening, and it is 22 to 22-16 in favor of the Overton Eagles. Yeah, you're going to get 8-6 most of the first half, and now they're going to elect to punt it. Yeah, you get the, the two game. points and the ball. You, you, you still get the punt if you're Sandhill Stedford. They are standing at their own 20 to return it. Kaiser, a decent kick. It'll be fielded at the 29-yard line by Hickman. He's going to go from the left all the way to the right, and he's just not going to get too far. 35, and just as he starts to turn up the field, he's going to be brought down. Over there on the tackle is going to be Ryan Johnson to get it for Overton. But pretty good start here for Sandhill Stedford at their own 38. I believe this is their best starting field position of the night. Yeah, they're out towards midfield here, Doug, and it's just a matter now of We talked about it, the mistakes and who can play here under the pressure, and it's time. There's 2.54 left in this third quarter. 22-16 now, Overton with the lead. Back to the eye formation with Zutavern under center. Turn, hand it to Coy Picorni off the left side, and they hit him low, and they bring him down after a gain of one, Ryan Lobby. Yeah, Lobby's just done a great job. He's scraped from there all night, Doug. But Sandhills-Stedford, this is who they are. It's how they've gotten to this point, and they're going to continue to just run this piece. And this is the stat that, to, to me, continues to stand out. Sandhills-Stedford, if my numbers are right, since the opening drive of the game where they scored, two first downs. Yeah, unbelievable. And one of those was on the 67-yard run. Second and nine at their own 39. Fake the handoff, want to throw three wide receivers in motion and open in the middle of the field, but overshot for Dane Picorni. Kaiser was in the middle of Dane Picorni and Lex Wild, and it falls incomplete. Yeah, Alex Hubbard for Overton there, Doug. Number 42, 170-pound senior, makes a fantastic play. He forces the ball out of Zedivern's hand there because if he's able to set his feet and throw it, that's probably a touchdown. Hubbard does a great job there. Zedivern's last six passes, 0 of 6 with two picks. So Overton's been able to kind of make it one-dimensional. Third and nine at their own 39. And they'll inside hand off this time to Dane Picorni. Gets a few inside and across the 40 and into Overton territory at the 38. A gain of about four. It'll be fourth down and five. Yeah, that's a great gain. We haven't seen their curl trap, Doug, since they ran it two plays in a row on their very first drive. 
But it's a punting situation, I would believe, here is coming into the game is Seth Scranton, a freshman, as an up back. And so, Picorni, if you're going to run a fake, this is it, but everybody's got to be aware of that. Yeah, I agree. I think here I just keep scrapping and fighting. Fourth and five. No trickery. A punt and lines it into the end zone. A punt that covers 38 yards and uh, nets 23 for you, and Overton will have it at their own 15. Yeah, and that's an important 23 yards. Instead of giving Overton the ball at midfield there, if you don't get there, uh, now Overton has to drive the field, and Sandhill Stedford again has to feel good about themselves right now, Doug, and where this is. Volleyball update. Gretna has taken the first set from Kearney High, 25-19 in the A6 final. The winner heads on to the state tournament. First and 10, Overton leading at 22-16, to 16, a minute 36 to go here in the third quarter of play. Moore in motion from left to right. They'll hand it to him, tries to read his block. He's going to be drugged down from behind by Alex Wild. No game. Yeah, and maybe I'll speak too soon, Doug, but I had this crew in our last game of the season this year, and I thought they called a really good game, and they've done a nice job tonight. When you get to the end of these years, these officials, and sometimes you might have a little P.I. or a hold here or hold there, let the kids decide it and keep the flags in your pants, and they've done a nice job with that tonight. Yeah, you always have to worry about, are they here for Halloween, or are they really official? Yeah. <laughs> it's second down and 10. More in motion to the wide side of the field. Fullback, Trop, Lobby, and Sandhill Stedford is just continuing to play good defense. He gets a couple, but Dane Picorni is there to bring him down, and it'll be third down at eight. Yeah, and this isn't a situation, in my opinion, where Overton's taking the air out of the ball or anything like that. They're running what has got them here all the way, Doug. Sandhill Stedford is just bowing up here a little bit. Well, I mean, it's easy to say, but Overton's got to score again. No question. Overton's got to score again. 22, I don't think, gets the job done here tonight. We're in the final 30 seconds of the third quarter, and it's third down and eight. Overton at their own 17-yard line. More in motion from right to left. Kaiser drops back to pass, dumps it off complete, and a first down just barely by Jacob Surridge out to the 26-yard line. Zittivern with a nice tackle, and they got what they needed. A gain of nine. Yeah, and that was that same play they ran down here, Doug, where they're going to play fake and the two tight ends are just going to arc and cross. And again, if you can protect your quarterback in eight-man football nine times out of ten, if not both, for sure one of those guys is coming free. Well, Overton doesn't have to run another play here in the third quarter, and so they will not. And that takes us to the end of the third. Here in the D2 round of 16 state football playoffs on Power 99, it is Overton 22 and Sandhill Stedford 16. You're listening to Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. 
This football game's had a little bit of everything. There's only three other games going on in the state of Nebraska. We'll get to the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard at the end of the night. The Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show as uh, we will be joined by Jeff Babel back in the studio to bring us all of the final numbers and a couple of recaps. Kennesaw winner today, Arcadia Loop City a winner. Can Sandhill Stedford uh, bring it home here, or uh, Overton bring it home against Sandhill Stedford? First and 10, Eagles own 26, lead at 22-16, first snap of the fourth quarter. Belly read option, quarterback Kaiser keeps it, and he is going to be strung out. Great job by Sandhill Stedford. He didn't get as much as he usually has on that play. Again, a three out at the 29. Yeah, Coy Picorni had another gear there, Doug. That looked like it was going to go for a big game. Picorni was able to get uh, Kaiser chased down. Some of the unofficial numbers, Kaiser 90 yards, Lobby 69, more. 43 and kind of the numbers of carries have started to even out here. They really fed them one and then another and then another in the first half. A little more balanced here. Second and seven at their own 29. Wing right. They want to throw. Fake it and oh, Kaiser just got mashed. That's the monster mash right there, Bake. He pulled it back down because he was going to throw it right into the face mask of Sandhill Stedford's defender that came firing in there, and that's the first sack of the ball game, and driving him down is Gage Hakey. Yeah, Gage did a great job there, Doug. You're exactly right. If he lets go of that ball, he probably loses it. There, I was just going to say, as these carries have started to even out, one of the things that will work in Overton's favor are fresh legs. You've got three backs that have only worked a third of the time tonight, in a sense, where Sandhill Stedford's the opposite. The defensive lineman switch ends here on a stunt play on third down. Little wheel route out here, complete to Moore at the 30. They try to strip the ball. He holds on. He's brought down well short of the first down at the 32. He got two. It's going to be four or ten. It's going to be fourth and four. Yeah, what works in the first quarter, sometimes as a coach you forget about. But if you're smart and write it down and you have good assistance to remind you, you'll come back to it in the fourth. That's the same. That's really the only pass play they've completed all night with the back out of the backfield. So another punt coming up. It's a one-possession football game, 22-16 Overton. Kaiser to boot it away. This time a good snap. Remember, they do have a safety and a beautiful high kick. Fair catch called for and bobbled, but brought in at the 10-yard line by Trey Hickman. That's a 38-yard punt with no return. Yeah, and that's a, I mean, he bobbled that thing and you just hold your breath. That's just a fantastic punt. Really, really good. So now Sandhill Stedford has to drive the field. Something that they really haven't done tonight. The 67-yard run, the first drive was pretty decent. But as you said, Doug, the first downs have been virtually non-existent here outside of those two drives. I have 16 for Overton, 6 for Sandhill Stedford, and 4 of those were on their opening drive of the game. They'll start it at their own 10. Out of the eye formation, they do nothing crazy. They just hand it off to Coy Picorni. Boy, he gets stood up and just by brute strength rips off of that tackle attempt and gets three when he should have had none. Yeah, Kine Martin met him in the backfield, and that's going to be a nice gain. Well, Coy Picorni on this last defensive uh, possession for Sandhill Stedford ran down Braden Kaiser, and there you saw it. He might be starting to get a little lathered up, Doug. I think you're right. He is the majority of the offense. He has 119 yards rushing. The rest of the team has 29, and they have 27 yards passing. They try to get this pass out here on a slant. The ball's deflected into the air. Nobody can get it, and it falls incomplete trying to get it to Picorni. Yeah, they, they split Picorni out there, and they tried to run... I don't know. It looked like he ran a now screen, and the quarterback threw a slant. 
But I think that's that's something you shouldn't do. Again, you're playing a defense that's got 16 interceptions on the year. I think I'd be a little bit careful there. And again, both of these teams did have to play into the fourth quarter more for uh, Overton last week. Sometimes when you roll an eight-man, you don't get deep into the fourth. Third and seven. Blitz coming up the middle. They don't pick it up. He rolls out, though, throws down the far sideline, and it is going to be incomplete. And Kaiser on the coverage. He didn't turn around, but that's not a big thing in high school football. And it falls incomplete at midfield. That was actually a great scramble by Zutavern over there. And he made a nice throw. Yeah, this is interesting. With 10 minutes left in the game, Sandhill Stedford chooses on this possession to air it out. At their own 13. Yeah. So, Picorni needs to hit another one of those good punts for the Knights. He's had four punts. He's averaging 40 yards 41 yards per punt. Alex Hubbard's back pretty far. (laughs) Snap a little low. Here comes some pressure. He gets it away. It'll be shorter because of that. It's spinning and it will bounce. And they're going to get a good roll on this. There's 10 yards a roll. There's 12 yards a roll. It's going to die at the 24-yard line. That's another 43-yard punt. Yeah, that's a really good punt. We've actually seen some pretty good special teams here tonight out of the kickers and the punters, Doug. Look for that back out of the backfield for a shock play here, I think. Overton's got that thing set up. They lead it 22-16. Each team scored on the opening possession of the game. A 20-yard pass from Zutavern to uh, Coy Picorni on fourth and nine. Made it eight to nothing. And then a two-yard run by Kaiser. The two-point conversion was no good. And then it took over 15 minutes for anybody to score again. And we were tied 14 at the half. On the fullback dive, they hand it off to Lobby, and he's got room. 35-40, down the left sideline. 30-20, breaks a tackle and steps out of bounds at the 16-yard line. Well, that's not a shock play, but it's a big play. Yeah, and there they ran the inside veer play to the wing that we have been talking about all night, and that linebacker had to get big width, and he went with uh, Caleb Moore, and there was nobody else on the edge. That is a 40-yard run and sets up first and 10 Overton at the 16-yard line. 22 to 16, trying to make it a two-score game. More the wing to the left in motion from left to right. They'll hand it to him. He'll follow Lobby. He'll lower his head as he gets to the 10. He gets to the 9. He gets to the 8-yard line. A gain of 8. Yeah, Doug, what you're seeing here out of these backs right now, both of them, you just saw it, it's fresh legs. Again, these guys, it's a third of the carries in a sense for them. Well, this is what they did to Giltner last week. They were tied up and they scored two touchdowns. Giltner got a late one but couldn't get the game-tying one. And now they're trying to do it here to Sandhill Stedford. Second and two at the eight. More from left to right. Now they cut it back to the right side and nowhere to go. Kaiser is hit before he can do anything with it by both of the Pocornies. Dane and Coy were both there. And he's going to lose yardage back to the 12-yard line. It'll be third down and four. Yeah, and Ryan Lobby turned around to him and put his hands out like, yo, give me the ball. It was just the wrong read. He pulled it when he should have gave it there. Lobby was... When he finally turned around, he was about at the three-yard line. He just scored there untouched. They need about four yards here, four and a half for a first down. Third down, long four at the Sandhill Stedford 11. Motion left to right, set him up in the eye formation. Kaiser long count. He's going to give it to his fullback, Lobby, and he walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Overton. Ryan Lobby's in for the first time tonight from 11 yards out. Yeah, same play they ran uh, just a second ago when he didn't give it. Uh, Kaiser didn't give it. They ran the same thing to the other side. That time he made sure and gave the football and was untouched. And now two-point conversion. 
to try and take it out to a 14-point lead with 8.18 to go. Our five points bank touchdown. Five points bank, the better bank in Kearney. A 56-yard drive started at their own 24. Kaiser in motion from right to left. Follow this time over the right side. Lobby does the blocking. Kaiser does the running, and the two-point conversion is good. 8.18 to go in the ball game. It is Overton 30, Sand Hills, Thetford 16 here on Power 99. The Tri-City Storm hosts Military Appreciation Night on Saturday, November 10th at the Viero Center in Kearney. The Storm will face off against Western Conference foe Sioux Falls at 7.05 p.m. There will be a post-game skate on the ice after the game and a free car flag giveaway to the first 1,000 fans in attendance. There will also be a jersey raffle during the game. Get your tickets now at stormhockey.com, the Viero Center box office, or by calling 308-338-8144. Tri-City Storm Hockey, be the storm. With our producer-engineer, Chris Langan, Jeff Babel on the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard, and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda, here with you at Overton with 8.18 to go on this Halloween night, and your score, 30-16 to in favor of the Overton Eagles as they just completed a 56-yard drive on Ryan Lobby's 11-yard touchdown run. Yeah, and if Sandhills Thedford wants to put the fear back in Overton Eagle country like Giltner did late last week, they're going to have to score... Giltner runs an offense that allows them to score fast and spread the ball around. That's not what Sandhills has here, Doug. So it's a little different than it was last week. Let's see if they'll have an opportunity at a decent return here. Squib kick, and it's going to head out of bounds at the 21-yard line. And we'll see what Sandhills Thetford wants to do. I think in this situation, and, and coaches don't go with it as much, keep them kicking it. Keep them kicking it. Oh, sure. Overton can't get it into the end zone. They will not kick it into the end zone. If you take it here, you gained four yards by that ball going out of bounds at 21. Keep them kicking it. You have a better chance right now if you're Sandhills Thedford of scoring on a kickoff return yeah. than you do an ISO. Yeah, you're not moving the football like you want to, and it looks like they're just going to take the ball. We have not had a penalty flag here in the third quarter or the second half now with 8.18 to go. We'll run down some scores. Most games are done in D1 and D2. There have been some upsets. South Loop going down in overtime tonight. Wing right, hard count, little movement. Now some shifting on the offensive line for the first time we're seeing this play. Zunivern, backside screen, might be a double pass. No, it's going to be complete to Gage Hakey down the left sideline. 25-30, makes a man miss 35, and he'll get out to the 36-37, and finally mark him at the 38-yard line, a gain of 13. That, folks, is eight man's version of the West Coast offense. You're going to take and step a guy off the line of scrimmage, step another guy on, and then love the backside screen. That is the first completed pass by Sandhill Stedford since the touchdown pass on the Ooh. opening drive of the game. And just their third first down since that drive. And yet they're still in it. Shotgun, twins each side. Zutavern inside counter, or excuse me, is going to be a wide receiver screen to Matt Daly, and he's going to get three. Florida loves to run that, and then everybody else kind of picked up on it. Well, it's a tunnel screen, Doug, where the number one receiver is going to come straight back down the line of scrimmage. They're going to block everybody out, and you try to get your tackle out to kick out the safety. That was a really nice job there, but what you want him to do, he runs tunnel screen but keeps bringing it inside. You want him to get vertical with it immediately. One thing about going four wide, there's no chance to give Coy 
McCorney the ball on a run when they spread it out. So they'll go quarterback draw. Zutavern makes the first man miss. Gets into Overton territory at the 37-yard line. A gain of four. It'll be third down and two. Now, I said this in the first quarter, and I talked about it at the half. It's one of the things that I would do if I was Sandhill Stedford. I would get in two-by-two, two and I'd be willing to commit some draw because then they've got to commit another defender to the middle of the field, which allows you to then throw it. We've seen a lot of teams run wildcat where you would move the quarterback and just put Coy Picorni back there and go four wide. Obviously, he's an athlete. He can do anything. Third down at about three, they'll say, and we got a false start on the wide receiver. And that's oh, my Coy. gosh. And Doug Overton was misaligned. They were screaming at the DBs, and they were trying to get a timeout called that they weren't going to get. Oh, this is a this one's big because clearly Overton was not aligned correctly versus that set, and Sandhill Stedford lets them off the hook. A huge break. It'll move it back to their own 38. It'll be third down and seven. 30 to 16 Overton. 646 remaining. Sandhill Stedford with the ball. Trips to the left side this time. They look that way. Tunnel screen again. Complete. And they're going to get six, seven. He drives and goes forward. And inside the 35, he might have the first down. As he drug, Matt Daly did three Overton defenders. We haven't seen something like that most of the night. And I think he's got it, and he does, a first down. No, and I'd have no idea if Sandhill Stedford has any of these concepts. But, Doug, if they get in a true three-by-one look, an empty look and three-by-one, Overton right now is not lining up correctly to the trip side, the three-receiver side. So they mark the ball at the 34-yard line, twins each side. Zutavern takes it. Looks left again, going to take his shot down the left sideline against Kaiser, and Kaiser puts his paw in the air, pops it straight up in the air. McCourney tries to go get the deflection, but it falls about four yards away from him. It'll be second down and ten. Yeah, and that is not pass interference. In the old days, that would be pass interference for face guarding. Today, as long as you don't touch the receiver, you can cover up his eyeballs. You can do whatever you want with your hands and cover his face as long as you don't touch him. Carney High has dropped the second set, 25-11 to Gretna. Gretna one set away from winning the district over the Carney volleyball team. Second and 10 at the 34, Sandhill-Stedford. Three-man rush over the middle of the football field. Complete first down at the 23-yard line. Good coverage out there by Addy Vance, but a perfectly thrown football to Picorni and a gain of 11. And again, you just don't know how many pass plays legitimately or concepts does Sandhill-Stedford have. But last week, Giltner exposed this defensive secondary, second, secondary excuse me, in some ways late in that game. Two by two again at the 23. Quarterback draw this time, and he slipped through to the 15, to the 10, left sideline to the 5. Zilliver touchdown. Sand Hill Stedford with 6.05 to go. Yeah, that's what we, Doug, we talked about it at the half again and talked about it early. I believe that if you'll commit to that draw, A, it's there for, for uh, yards, but it makes them commit another defender to the inside, which allows you to throw it better. That's a great play call by Coach Dynas. Did it twice on that drive. And they also completed some passes for the first time since the first quarter. So that was a nice 55-yard drive, 2 minutes and 13 seconds. Line up for an important two. If they get this, then it gets a little more nervous. Straight eye formation. Turn, pitch play. Coy Picorni is going to be hit at the one and then drive forward, and he's in for the two. So instead of it being an eight-point game, it's a six-point game. Our five-points bank touchdown, a 23-yard run by quarterback Brian Zutterberg. 6.05 to go in the game. Overton 30, Sandhills, Thedford 24 on Power 99 and PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
As times have changed, so have our customers' needs. Gary Michaels Clothiers in Hastings meets these needs with the largest selection of fine menswear between Lincoln and Denver. Our mission is to provide our customers with a complete selection of quality, tailored clothing, accessories, sportswear, and to deliver an uncompromising level of service. And for the ladies, Gary Michaels carries Brighton jewelry, handbags, and footwear. For casual to professional menswear, shop Gary Michaels in downtown Hastings and on the bricks in Kearney. Want to take a look at some of the other scores on the PlatteRiverPreps.com scoreboard before we get here to the kickoff. In D2, Mullen has beaten Garden County 38-14. They'll get the winner of this game. Lawrence Nelson beat Clearwater Orchard 33-30. Kennesaw over Riverside 50-22. Humphrey St. Francis over Hardington Newcastle 54-8. Bloomfield beat Osmond 30-20. Johnson Brock over Allen 76-0. Fall City Sacred Heart over Randolph 60-22. We'll look at D1 after the kickoff. High. Drifting, drifting, and taken right at the goal line. It'll be a touchback here for Overton. In D1, Burwell beats Sutherland 48 to nothing. They'll head to Arcadia Loop City, who let a 34-6 lead almost slip away before winning at Hemingford 34-28. North Central beat undefeated Nebraska Christian 36-28. And in overtime, Dundee County Stratton beat undefeated South Loop 20-14. Creighton over Wisner Pilger, 66-12. Lutheran High Northeast over Osceola High Plains, 66-26. Exeter Milligan Friend over Fullerton, 40-28. And on first down and 10, belly option. They'll give it off to Lobby, and he'll dive forward for a couple here to the 17-yard line. There's one other game that is in progress right now, and it's a dandy in the D1 East bracket. In the third quarter, Guardian Angels Central Catholic has come back to take a 34-26 lead. Over Howell's Dodge. Yeah, a lot of people thought that was the game of the night, Doug. We've got a good one here. Got a good one up there at Hemingford. Two different halves in that one. Second and eight at the 17. Here's belly option again. Lobby's going to keep it. He breaks a tackle right side, tries to reverse his field, and he's drugged down after a gain of a couple out to the 19-yard line. The tackling is continuing to be solid here for Sandhills Thedford. Dylan Lister, Dane Picorni in on that one. Yeah, that was a great job. Doug, you very correctly said earlier that 22 points would not be enough to win this game for Overton, and clearly it wouldn't have been with uh, Sandhills Stedford now at 24. The question becomes, is 30 enough? Well, how much time can you grind here even if you don't score? Third down and six. More in motion. They'll hand it to him off the left side. He's tripped up. He won't get it. He'll be close, but he'll be about a yard and a half short, short of the 24-yard line. It's going to be a gain of five on the play. It'll be fourth down and one. Yeah, I'm just telling you as a coach, and I usually look at my assistants here, but I know I've been better than one yard than Sandhill Stedford all night long. I'd probably go for this, Doug. They're lining up. Let's see if they try to hard count him. Fourth and one and a half. Kaiser takes the snap. He's got the first down. Not much more, though. He just got across the 25-yard line. A gain of two and move the sticks. Yeah, the thing is, you got to remember, it's high school football. This isn't college. This isn't NFL. You've already had a snap over your guy's head. It's about one yard. Stop watching TV and remember you're coaching high school football. And, and know that if you don't get it, there's a, still some time on the clock here for you. And there's still some time on the clock now for Sandhill Stedford, but they can start to chew it up just like last week. 4-15 to go in the game. Overton 30, Sandhill Stedford 24. Eagle ball, first and 10 at their own 26. Moore's in the wing to the right side. Kaiser's starting to use the play clock right now as he sets under center. Lobby still in that three-point stance. Waiting, waiting. 
gets the ball off the right side. Kaiser decides to take it back and run. He'll get to the 30-yard line and then be tackled right there after a gain of four. I tell you what, Sandhills, Thedford, I mean, they have been game. What a well-coached team, and they still may win this game, but it looks right now like there's a chance Overton just says, I'm not giving you the ball back. It could happen. It could definitely happen, and don't forget, when we are done, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. The Knight fans who travel well, standing nervously along the far sideline. They need a stop. Second down at about five and a half here. 3.25 to go. Kaiser again using the play clock. More in motion from left to right. He'll take it right side. He's got a little bit of room. And then meeting him in the hole and bringing him down is Chase Hakey at the 33-yard line. It's going to be a gain of three, third down and two. Yeah, Hakey did a great job there because the surge looked like it went beyond the first down marker. I had to look back, and Hakey had him stood up. Big, big, big plays each time they snap it. Overton now under three minutes and a six-point lead. Third and two at their own 34. Moore is the wing to the left. Lobby in that three-point stance is Kaiser. Calls the cadence. Moore will go in motion. They will give it to Lobby and keep it Kaiser. He'll leap over his center and should have enough for the first down. They blew up the middle of the line that time, Sandhill Stedford did, and Kaiser on the follow actually had to jump over the linemen that were on the ground. Yeah, the oh, or the defensive line for Sandhill Stedford bear crawled there, Doug. Now that you're at 241, if you're Sandhill Stedford, you know this is the set of downs you're going to have to use your timeouts on. Uh, it's this set of downs, or you're, or you're not getting it back. Sandhill Stedford needs to make a stop on first down. Overton's yes. been getting four or five yards on first down. And they have it first and ten at their own 37, leading by six. Moore's the wing to the right. He'll be in motion. They'll give it to Lobby. Lobby off the left side, and he is going to get a yard, and they do stack him up. And now here is the timeout by the Knights. Over there on the tackle again is Lister and of course, Coy Picorni. It's going to be a gain, and we're just going to say one. It'll be second down and nine. So timeout on the field brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. With 2.14 remaining, it's Overton 30 and Sandhill Stedford 24. Is back pain keeping you from doing the activities you enjoy? Is hip, knee, or ankle pain making even the shortest walks difficult? Is hand, wrist, or finger pain making you cut tasks short or take frequent pauses? New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is here to tell you that you don't have to live with the pain. With training in a wide range of specialties, New West has the doctor to get you back into the game. Schedule your appointment today. No referral is necessary. All major insurances accepted. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here on Power 99. We had a good one out in Hemingford this afternoon. That was a one-score game. We've got a one-score game right here. Friday, we will be at Hildreth, Wilcox, Hildreth, and McCool Junction. We'll also have Sutton and David City Aquinas on the breeze, 94.5, and on 1230 AM KHAS. Afternoon, Harvard at Cody Kilgore. Evening, Adams Central at Wahoo. Second down and nine here for Overton. They'll run short side of the field. Lobby breaks it, breaks it, and he's got the first down. Zutivern finally hit him in the secondary and he's brought down by Chase Hakey, but a nine-yard gain is going to move the chain. It's the first time they've done it all night, Doug, where they motioned that wing and then ran Veer back to where the motion came from. Really nice little nuance in the play call this deep in the game. Still two timeouts, but there will be the, the, the killer here is you want to stop it after first, after second, after third. It's hard to stop it after you got the first down. So they've got they've got three plays to run here, and if Sandhill Stedford gets the ball back, it will be with under a minute to go. 
First and 10 at the 32. Now you start watching if they just want to strip the football. Lobby takes it off the right side. The whole team is there to the 30-yard line. And a timeout will be called after a gain of two. And Lobby and Kaiser keeping it in their hands. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're there when you need us, specializing in you. 139 remains in the game. It is Overton, second and eight at the Sandhill-Stedford 30-yard line. And the Eagles lead it 30-20. to 20. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas, and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines, and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. We are down to the final minute 39 to go. Staying in the huddle quite a while here is Overton. They have it second down and eight at the 30-yard line of Sandhill Stedford leading it 30 to 24. What's the chances of like a flea flicker? (laughs) Zero. They want to hang on to the ball and you know the Knights are going to try and strip it. This time they'll fake it. Quarterback bootleg, well played and brought down behind the line of scrimmage. Dane Picorni, now they stand him up, and here they're trying to strip the football but can't get the job done and the timeout. So the mini shock play, they run naked boot out of that and uh, bring him down for a loss on the play of a yard. It'll be third down and nine. You actually love the play call there because what it allows you to do is because they're on the the far hash, he's not going to go out of bounds there. Well, what happened is that's the exact play that Overton put the game away with last week against Giltner. So in that timeout, you know that you're telling your boys you have got to stay home because last week Kaiser ran the same play on third and long, and it it ran out the clock then. They got the final first down and were able to go to a knee. Yeah, that's exactly right, Doug. That's a good point because the Sandhill Fedford defense stayed home there. 129 remaining in this football game. The final timeout was just used by Sandhill Stedford. So, you run a play, you get it spotted, it'll be somewhere between probably 45 and 50 seconds that Overton either runs a play, punts it, or calls Don't a timeout. Punt Don't punt it. You're not going to gain enough, and there's too much risk there. Third and nine at the 31 of Sandhill Stedford. Moore's the wing to the right. They set him in motion. Kaiser takes it, hands it to Moore. Off the left side. He's hitting the backfield. He gets to the 29-yard line. Chase Hakey makes the tackle. And now the running back stays down, and they have to blow the play dead. Boy, we haven't had any type of issues tonight. And it's going to be a gain on the play of two. It'll be fourth down and seven. But they're going to have to attend to Moore here. Yeah, and he's... Looks like a hip, maybe a lower leg, but I don't pump the ball or pump the ball here, Doug. And the reason that, that that I wouldn't is now you bring snap issues in, scoop and score, block, scoop and score in, and and you're talking about gaining. You're at the 29 yard line. If it's a touchback, they get it at the 15. Even if they get it to 10, you just don't gain enough to what you have to risk here. And let's face it, uh, it's not like you're playing Giltner tonight. You're That's playing right. a Sandhill Stedford team that is not strong in the pass game. And they are taking a look uh, at at um, Caleb Moore down there. He will set up, but uh, they're going to have to take him out of the ball game. Well, and the tough thing is, is, 
is that looks like some sort of ankle knee. You go play the Broncos next week. All of this stuff adds up then for next week, Doug, because Mullen's a good football team. They're going to run the ball about a thousand times in that game too. See, if I'm Overton here, I'm probably maybe using a timeout to talk to the troops. Did you have enough time during the injury to talk to your troops? Well, they did the take-a-knee deal. We don't ever take a knee in an injury. We call the guys over and try to yell at them and talk, and we use it as a timeout and try to coach them up. Well, they are going to let the 25-second play clock run down here. It'll be around 53 would be the penalty, so the timeout will be about 54, 55. At least it should be off that 25-second clock, and that's exactly what the back judge is doing, and Overton will use their first timeout of the second half. 54 seconds remains in the game, and after the timeout here by Overton, it is 30-24 Overton, 4th and 7 at the 29-yard line of Sandhill Stedford. We'll see what happens after this timeout, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. Ag Explorer International is providing the agriculture industry with the highest quality products at the best value, like NutriPak with its state-of-the-art chemistry. NutriPak increases growth activity in the four major parts of plant development, roots, stems, leaves, and fruit. If it is green and grows, NutriPak is a product for you. Contact Mid-Nebraska Chemical for a dealer in your area to get synergized NutriPak and Enzone from Ag Explorer, 308-468-6206. Don't forget, coming up, the New West postgame show, final stats. And then we'll send it back for the Rivals and Ruts scoreboard show, a little recap of our games today. And they are putting Kaiser back in punt formation. He may just take it and run straight forward, too, but why would you give up the 10 yards? Let's find out. Sandhill Stedford, punt returner back at the 3. 54 seconds to go. And Kaiser will boot it. He'll kick it towards the corner. It's going to be fielded at the 3. Left sideline, 10. 15-yard line, and that's where he'll be brought down. So first down and 10, 44 seconds to go. Coy Picorni brought it out to the 16-yard line, a punt that time of 26 yards. Yeah, now it's a matter of what type of grenade can you get kind of launched here in this situation if you're Sandhill Stedford. The one thing I can tell you is I don't mind a little wildcat here with Picorni and let him run some draw. He makes one guy miss. You're not going to catch him. Well, you've got time to run a couple short plays. Let's find out. Trips to the left. Zittervern looks. Left sideline wheel route. His man is open, and it's intercepted, and Overton is headed on to the state quarterfinals. Playing center field was Kaiser. He's got another pick. Big, big night for Braden Kaiser. Multiple picks, multiple rushing touchdowns. Yeah, and Kaiser came into the game with five on the year, Doug. Kaiser had five picks on the year. He's going to add uh, several to that tonight. The interesting play call by Sandhill Stedford there. They ended up having Guy Picorni single covered here down to this side. Didn't even look at him, and he's your guy. And I thought the wide receiver was open. They just threw it a little too deep. I mean, that's what they've done on that play all night long. Victory formation here for the Overton Eagles. Kaiser takes it, takes the knee. 30-24. to 24. Yeah, this is a really good Sandhill Stedford team, Doug. And just the fight and the grit in these guys was very impressive because there were about four different times in this game you could have said they were done and this was going to be a multi-touchdown win by Overton. The Eagles will have to take one more snap here. They'll go to 9-1. and one. Sandhill Stedford will end the year at 8-2. and two. Kaiser takes it, takes an E, and that'll do it. The Overton Eagles able to win this football game here tonight, 30-24. to 24. And for the first time in these players' career, they're advancing on to the D2 State quarterfinals at Mullen 
on Tuesday, and we'll find out tomorrow if they play at night or if they get that a little bit earlier on in the afternoon. But Mullen, who was in the state semifinals last year, will try to get back there in a quarterfinal matchup against the Overton Eagles. They win it 30-24 to here on Halloween in a pretty solidly played football game, Larry Baker. Yeah, no doubt about it on both sides. We said that it would be old-school November football, Doug, and it really was. Both teams took each other's best shots, and in the end, Overton just was better. Coming up, the new West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Final stats and a whole lot more from tonight's Overton victory, 30-24. to Our state tournament coverage brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Five Points Bank has been proudly serving the Tri-City area for decades, and we are continuously finding ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. We offer the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Our innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Stop into the Better Bank to learn more today. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center have physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Drs. Conley, Johnson, and Owen at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they're where you are with five satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska. Providing the highest quality care to everyone, ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center specializing in you. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Doug Duda, Larry Baker back with you here where Sandhill-Stedford has fallen to Overton. And for the second straight week, Larry, Overton wins a one-possession ball game here in the playoffs at home. Yeah, and, and it's there's two things here you could look at. First of all, you just want to advance. I mean, you're in the state quarterfinals. You're now in a tournament of eight. So all of that is awesome. But if you're Overton, you got to be able to put somebody away, you know, uh, in, in that spot. These last two weeks, they haven't been able to, but the other side to that coin is you're finding a way to win, and next week you're going to go play an opponent in Mullen that you're not going to just put away. you got to find a way to win. So I feel like the Overton Eagles have done a nice job here seasoning themselves to go play a Mullen team that, Doug, they'll compete with. Mullen's kind of a big, tough team that's got a great running back. Well, let me tell you something right now. Overton tonight? Flat competed and beat a team that was a big, tough team with a great running back. And then you take a look at uh, Overton, and, and if Moore is is okay after being uh, taken out there on that uh, last series of the football game, uh, their three guys uh, did what their three guys have been doing all year here tonight. Yeah, and, and w- when you look at uh, uh, Overton from that perspective, they're going to do what they've been doing, Doug with this uh, offense. They're not going to change that. Uh, they're really probably not even a wrinkle here, a wrinkle there. They didn't get into their pistol set tonight, but for one play, and that is a good set for them. When you look at the Sandhills team, Doug, they only graduate five kids. 
And that type of fight and that type of grit that we saw out of Sandhill Stedford tonight will go a long ways. And I saw their bodies come in, and they're doing a fantastic job at Sandhill Stedford at Dunning right now with these kids in the weight room and so on. And Coach Dynas, every year, I mean, this dude's starting to amass a lot of wins. You know, this was maybe supposed to be somewhat of a rebuilding year these last couple, and it hasn't been. Well, how about this? The three running backs, if the numbers are right tonight, Lobby 20 carries, Kaiser 21, Moore 22. And in this offense, that is exactly how you want it. Now, as a, as a head coach, you don't know that as you're calling the game out. But when you see that at the end, you're able to go, see, guys, that's what we want to do. No doubt about it. And let's take a look at the uh, final stats of tonight's football game. First off, for Sandhill Stedford, you'll see the discrepancy in time of possession, number of plays that were run tonight. Coy Picorni, 19 carries, 119 yards, and a touchdown tonight on a 67-yard run. Dane Picorni, 5 carries, 23 yards. Quarterback Brian Zetterburn had 5 carries for 8 yards. And then you had uh, Trey Hickman come in for a play and carried it for two yards. 30 rushing attempts for 152 yards. For Zuttevern, he completed two of his first three passes and then went all the way into the fourth quarter before he completed another one. He was two of seven with a pick and an interception for 27 yards in the first half. He was four of 11 with an interception in the second half. 35 yards second half, 27 first half. Overall, six of 18. He had uh, three picks, actually, in this football game, counting the last one. So four of 18, and uh, ended up with three interceptions, had the one touchdown pass uh, to McCoy Coy McCoy to start the ball game. 62 through the air, 152 on the ground, 214 yards was all that uh, Sandhill Stedford could muster tonight. Nine first downs, five punts for an average of 41 yards, the three picks, and three penalties for 30 yards. Yeah, for Sandhill Stedford, what it boiled down to was just not being diverse enough outside of Coy Picorni. Then you take a look. Uh, I better I better add one more. I always seem to do this. Didn't write down uh, Brian's last touchdown. So he actually had six carries for 31 yards. He had the 23-yard touchdown to uh, wrap things up. So 31 carries. And then you have to add another 23 yards. So it's 175. And that ends up being 237 yards in the ballgame tonight. Total yards for the Sandhill Stedford Knights. For the Overton Eagles, Caleb Moore, 22 carries, 91 yards. Ryan Lobby, 20 carries, 134 yards and a touchdown. And Braden Kaiser, 21 carries, 88 yards and three touchdowns. They came from two, four, and five yards. 63 rushing attempts for 313 yards, more than double the attempts that Sandhill Stedford had. In the air, Kaiser in the first half, two of five with two picks for 30 yards, three of four with no picks for 42 yards. In the second half, seven of nine, two picks, no touchdown passes, 70 yards through the air, 313 on the ground. That's 383 yards of total offense, 21 first downs, four punts for an average of 32 yards, had the two interceptions, and two penalties, both in the first half, for 15 yards. Yeah, and Overton did what Overton has done all year, 383 yards. The pass, the passing game wasn't exceptional, but it was perfect. It was just enough to be able to keep things loose enough for them to be able to run the offense the way they did. I was very impressed with how clean and efficient it was. Not a lot of penalties, 
Not a lot of fumbles. They were clean and efficient. And when you have a three-yard offense, that's how you have to do it. Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month is brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com to nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. We're at the end of October. Get it done. One boy, one girl winner will be used and list on PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by B&B Carpet. We'll be back with the scoring wrap and finish things up from Overton right after this on the New West Post Game Show. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Your friendly Friesen Ford in Aurora is your destination for sales, service, and parts. Friesen Ford has the vehicle you want right on their lot with a wide variety of vehicles to choose from in their friendly sales staff to assist you in a low-pressure environment. Come experience the friendly Friesen Ford difference for yourself today in their state-of-the-art facility located 20 miles east of Grand Island, just off of I-80 in Aurora, or online at FriesenFord.com. For sales, service, parts, trust your friendly Friesen Ford team. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Our scoring wrap is brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. As we told you throughout the broadcast, each team scored on their opening possession. Overton won the toss. They deferred. Sandhill Stedford was able to march 55 yards and a 20-yard pass from Zetavern to Coy Picorni on fourth down and nine. A real good catch by Picorni, and then he was able to run it in to make it 8 to nothing. 8.27 to go here in the first quarter. Then for the Overton Eagles, after the kickoff went into the end zone, they marched it right down the field. They hit uh, one completed pass on that drive, but most of it was on the ground. Kaiser took this first of three touchdowns in. 5.27 to go in the first quarter. The conversion run was no good, 8-6. to six. Then we would stay there until the three-minute mark of the second quarter. McCorney came away with an interception in the end zone, and then Kaiser, right back three plays later, got the first of his interceptions tonight as he was able to pick it off at the Overton 30. And uh, then Kaiser, a 66-yard drive, took it in from five yards out. His two-point run made it 14-8 with 2.59 to go. Two plays later, McCorney broke free for a 67-yard touchdown run. The run was no good, and we were tied 14-14 at halftime. And uh, it was straight up, but two big plays that time from uh, from uh, Sandhill Stedford. Yeah, at the half still it looked... Uh... Uh, Overton clearly was controlling the game, Doug, and it looked like if they were going to be able to eliminate uh, Sandhill Stedford's big play, that they were going to be able to take control of the game. Then Overton started the third quarter on a 51-yard drive. Kaiser took it in from four yards out. Lobby added the two-point run, made it 22-14. to Addie Vance comes up with another pick at the Overton 27-yard line, but they couldn't do much with it. And after a very nice punt uh, from Picorni, pinned Overton back at their four-yard line. They eventually had to punt it, but the snap went over the sa- over the uh, punter Kaiser's head. The safety made it 22-16 to with three minutes to go. It stayed that way until Lobby capped off a 56-yard drive with an 11-yard touchdown run with 8.18 to go in the fourth quarter. Kaiser's two-point run made it 30-16, to but right back down the field, a 55-yard drive in two minutes and 13 seconds, and Zutavern took it in on a quarterback drop from 23 yards out. McCorney ran it in, made it 30-24, to and then uh, Overton was 
was able to chew up a lot of time. They chewed up over five minutes before giving it back, and the very first play uh, was a wheel route down the left sideline, and Kaiser got another interception to put this one away, 30-24. to 24. Our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Yeah, and I just would say, Doug, you know, we talked about the efficiency of this Overton Eagle offense, and it's very efficient uh, really through the season, but it really was tonight. I would argue the defense uh, as being the same. They played big when they needed to. They gave up some big plays. It's hard not to in high school football. But when you look, this is a defense averaging nearly two interceptions a game. They're opportunistic, and that makes you efficient as a defense, and you really saw that happen in the second half. Well, let's talk with Coach Eisenfeld, who's coming up and getting ready to uh, go on to the state quarterfinals. And, uh, Coach, was there really anything in this football game? I mean, the scouting report, what we saw from throughout the year, it kind of panned out, and, and you got a six-point win. Anything surprised you tonight? Uh, no, you know, they did, they did exactly what we wanted, you know, wanted them to do. Um, they came out on offense, they ran the ball, and we knew they were going to do that. And, um, it was to the point where we had, you know, we they scored on us quick. Well, we've had four different teams score us right away and end up still being a big victor. So, you know, the score really quick didn't bother me that much. It was just a matter of us making the adjust, adjustments we needed to, and I thought we did a great job of doing that on defense. Um, got, got them to the point where they had to go spread, which they've done, but not on a regular basis, and that led right into what we, we wanted them to do. Coach, you ran the ball tonight basically 65, 70 times, and all three of your backs end up just over 20 carries apiece. I think it was 21, 25, yeah. 25, something 20, like that. 20, 21, 22. Yeah, 20, 21, and 22. How does that help you when you get to the fourth quarter? Explain what that does for your team when your backs are all three really good, but they've really only play a, played a third of the game in a sense as far as carrying and dragging guys, being able to help yourself be efficient from that perspective. Well, you know, the biggest thing about that is is that, uh, you know, we share it so much that you can't key on one guy, you know. Like us, we, we were able to key on Bacorny because we knew he was their playmaker. You come up against us, you got to key on all three of them. And it's hard in a high school eight-man game when you got three guys that can be playmakers. You know, you don't, you're don't you starting to run out of guys on the field to be able to, to do that. So, um, you know, they – you know – we just keep pounding and pounding, and, you know, that's that triple option for you. You know, you stop one, we got somebody else open. And it's been a great thing for us, and I, the kids believe in it, and they know. I mean, there's no uh, selfishness out of any of them. They, you know, if one doesn't get yards, they know somebody else is getting the yards. So uh, it's just it's great to watch and great to coach. Talk a little bit about how you did control Picorni. You take that 67-yard uh, run away from him, and, and you held him to fewer yards than anybody else has this year. Yeah, uh, like I said, the defense does its job. Anybody that puts us in a phone booth, they're going to uh, have a fight with us because we know um, one thing. You know, if you keep it between the tackles, we have a chance. We start spreading it out there. Uh, you know, it's not as good as what, what we would like, but uh, I still think, you know, I'll take my team over anybody uh, just because of the heart, the the teamwork, uh, the effort they've put in in the last two, three years. It's just amazing. So it's great to watch them. Uh, just so we don't forget to ask you uh, what happened to Caleb here in the last minute. I, you know, he's been nursing a knee injury all year long, and you know, I think he got it hit again. And so uh, we'll take a look at him when we get back over there, and we'll get a diagnosis from there. So you talk about liking to play in a phone booth, and you're built to do it, baby. I mean, that's legit. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to go play the Broncos next week, and it'll be a half of a phone booth. Right. Talk about that matchup 
I tell you what, you know, uh, they got a heck of a team, and um, they'll throw the ball. Uh, I don't think they want to, but they'll throw it just because they. I think they can. Um, but I, it's the same player getting the ball majority of the time. Number thirty-three. Um, you know, he's a great player. Uh, when the ball's in his hands, he's electric, and so we got to find ways to stop him. For the first time since 2013, Overton is headed off to the state quarterfinals. Head coach Paul Husenfeld joining us here after the 30-24 to victory. Coach, uh, thanks for the time, and uh, we'll see you Tuesday. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. You bet. Coach Paul Husenfeld joining us here on the postgame show. And that's going to wrap things up from Overton coming up. The Rivals and Ruts postgame and scoreboard show with Jeff Babel and company. Again, uh, Kennesaw, Arcadia Loop City, and uh, tonight right here, Overton, all winners. So we'll be uh, watching what they do in the state quarterfinals coming up on Tuesday. We will be back with you Friday for more high school football here on Power 99. It'll be Wilcox Hildreth hosting McCool Junction in the six-man quarterfinals. Sutton will be taking on David City Aquinas on the breeze, 94.5 in C2, and a doubleheader on 1230 AM KHAS starting at 2 in the afternoon. Harvard at Cody Kilgore, then Adams Central and Wahoo will get going at 7 o'clock. And District Volleyball Saturday afternoon at 2, the rematch between Grand Island Central Catholic and Minden. Again, the final score tonight, Braden Kaiser, multiple picks and three rushing touchdowns, 30-24 to your final. This has been the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule our appointment today. The Rivals and Red Scoreboard show next. The proceeding has been a Platte River Radio Classic Hits Power 99 Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.